One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 209 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on March 23rd, uh, 2016. My name is Dan Gorman. Clude, become a square shape, Clude. <laughs> Clude, become a square shape, Clude. Now do it for six minutes. <laughs> Clude, become a cloud shape, Clude. My name is Casey Lyons, and what is it? Am I related to some Hitlers? Because that would be totally craisins. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and yeah, that sounds like him. I saw him pull himself up into an air duct. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been working out for weeks. We'll we've, never catch him. <laughs> <laughs> we've got tons of stuff to talk about this week. Two of us saw the new Terrence Malick film, Night of Cups. One of us watched the gym comedy, Bra- The Bronze. Jimmy we listened... Dean. Listen to an album by The Pretenders. We will roll for movies next week. We'll talk about uh, lots of news and what we've been watching. But first, if you'd like to email us, please email us at info at modernsuperior.com. Please go to modernsuperior.com and listen to all our shows and other shows on Modern Superior Podcast Network. Rate and review us on iTunes. It's been a while. We've got no reviews. I am mad at all of you. Please go review us if you have not yet. Uh, and go to modern uh, youtube.com slash modern superior and then also tell all your friends in real life about uh, us yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all of them uh, uh we may not have gotten a review uh uh recently but we did get some feedback yeah did regarding the show yeah. which <laughs> i don't know if we were we seem like the neediest podcast <laughs> maybe it seems like we're always like tell, tell us, us what you think of the show <laughs> um but yeah we did get some good feedback from some people basically Man. telling us everything we do is great. It's awesome. And Jessica Buck wrote to us, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. looking for her... Um, Email. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to be finishing any... Sentences. sentences. This is going yeah, really, really well, good. so... Mm-hmm. Bart. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Uh-huh. Oh, she starts out by saying that she's disappointed. Yep. Uh, well, so... We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the general tone, anyway. <laughs> Uh oh yeah that you couldn't that... gross me out with chest worm uh chest, chest worm, worm noises. tube noises yeah. noises yeah yeah uh I don't know they gross me out with so many things <laughs> telling us we're hilarious yeah the gist of it I feel like was she likes when we focus on like re- 
outrageously ridiculous movies yeah, and are kind of works. outraged at that. Yeah, yeah. leaning in on some of the bad uh, unwatched yeah. films out there. Totally, is... always fun. Mm-hmm. She brought up a point, actually, this is what I, why I wanted to read it. Right. She brought up a point that we haven't even brought up yet uh, about Fuller House yes. that, uh, that I didn't even notice, is that um, they made Stephanie Tanner, Jodie Sweetin's character, yeah. This crazy Partier. nightlife party girl, yeah. Uh, I guess which is apropos because she was a big uh, crystal her, meth yeah. fan yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Enthusiast, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She liked crystal meth. She and didn't go pro. Crystal yeah, yeah, method. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one is grosser. <laughs> But yeah, good yeah. call. Uh, that's totally. awesome. Hopefully, it's a big shout out to her drug problems. <laughs> <laughs> a wink? Yeah. <laughs> That's an Easter egg for the fans. It also says that uh, Jessica just read Jody Sweeten's autobiography. And uh, permit me to editorialize. That's one step too far, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> it got me. I was kind of like, I wonder what that thing is like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you for everyone that did get back to us about that and if you'd like to as always we said info at modern let us know what mm-hmm. you think always uh appreciate the feedback yep. good bad constructive or otherwise mm-hmm. yeah you could write us an email that just says fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you and we'd be like oh yeah <laughs> try to direct that one mostly to dan yeah <laughs> so let's get into the itty bitty tidbit committee then All right. uh things we have been watching movie news that has caught our eyes and ears what do you guys <laughs> want to talk about uh, uh, well, there's a couple of trailers we wanted to mention. Yeah. Yeah. There's one that we just watched mm-hmm. right, just Dead before coming in here. Yeah. Dead 7. This is a sci-fi original. Yeah. And sci-fi original. It's, uh, thank you for pronouncing that correctly. Sci-fi. Um, it's uh, notable because it was co-written by one of the Backstreet Boys. Which yeah. one wrote it? I don't know. Uh, I think it's the real asshole. Uh, the blonde, uh, the blonde, he oh, had a Nick brother. Carter. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. dead sure it's him. He's like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Typewriter. So he, yeah, he wrote it on yeah. a typewriter. <laughs> He's a real old soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get back to my Hemingway roots. Yeah. And, um, you yes. know, I wrote bye, bye, bye on here. On this old Smith Corona. Um, so uh, so yeah so he's co-written it. I don't know if he's also directing it, uh, but I do no. know that he yeah he did write it. And it's it's like a, a sci-fi zombie movie that just happens to feature a bunch of boy bands. Yeah, right. And they're leaning into that. They're leaning. So you into have it. to you know the nineties boy bands are back and they're here to kill zombies in yeah. the old west. Yeah, in the old west. Yeah, it's a it's a western it's a period piece. Uh, Everything about this is begging me to hate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I'm from the creators it. of Sharknado. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure it'll be the losing movie when it comes up. I, I was, yes, you probably I will, will be watch it. I was definitely disappointed when I saw that it was like a Sharknado-y kind of vibe. Yeah. I was really hoping that one of these guys yeah. was like, no, no, I'm going to write this zombie movie, man. It'll have a lot of political themes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was like, I really wanted to see the Backstreet Boys try and make a zombie movie with a lot I of think, earnesty. That would really would have made my life And that's life almost wonderful. the way you would have to go, but I do think maybe there is still some earnest... Uh, earnestness to be found in here because they probably were like having fun this is a joke but also like no we're making a movie well because yeah. this is uh, nick carter's first big shot at screenwriting right this is his take it to the big time and it seems like they're wisely leaning on the charms of joey fat one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it looks like fat one's really <laughs> grown quite a beard <laughs> oh yeah 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 
So uh, that's yeah, yeah. Well, he was always the funny one. He's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> um, I I will watch this because I've seen all three Sharknado movies and yeah, come on. Four boy bands in a stupid fucking zombie movie. I sure. Yeah. I gotta know. Yeah. I mean, I know. I already know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've already seen it in yeah. my mind, and it's glorious. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any other trailers? What was the other stuff? Shallows. Uh, the, yeah, shallows. the Shallows. Speaking of sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a shark movie uh, with a serious eye. It's been a while. Quite Since a while. we've seen a, a straight up horror movie about a shark. Now there was an announcement about uh Eli Roth making Meg, but actually that was recently uh handed off from him to somebody else and I can't Is remember still who it was. Going? I mean, I've been hearing about people making Meg for yeah. like twenty years. They handed it off to somebody else that was like, Oh, okay, we'll see about this, even though I, I wasn't into Eli Roth. But we'll talk about Shallows first. And yeah. I'll get that information up. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about, yeah. obviously. The trailer doesn't really show too much. Good. It gives you it very much gives you the the entire conceit of the movie. Yeah. Uh but still doesn't show. Which very much I mean, at all. it's not far off. Have you guys seen the reef? Yeah, yeah. so I saw the reef. No, yeah. I didn't actually. Um I feel like it's probably going to be fairly similar. I mean, that's out in deep, deep open yeah. water. It felt very, very similar. It felt like a very similar thing with uh, very sim or with much better production value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's interesting. There's a, a bit more of a ticking clock with right. the shallows because you see the tide is rising. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, for those who haven't seen the trailer, it's who's the who's the girl? Blake Lively. Yes. All right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. She is trapped on a rock, uh, j- very close to shore, mm-hmm. but she's being circled by the biggest shark yeah. in the world. Her leg is world. very severely injured. Yeah, yeah, her leg is uh, hurty. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> and yeah, so like like you said, ticking clock. If yeah. the you know once the tide rises, she's in the water with the shark, but she's right. far enough away that it's like holy shit, you're not gonna make it. Now yeah. we weren't, we don't know what the shark's intentions are. Yeah, we're Could not given that information. Good intentions. Yeah, yeah. we don't know. That makes it even scarier. You might be like, hop on my back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take you to a I'll wonderful you underground. Where would you love to go to? <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> dream, I had a dream. <laughs> Is that the shark? Is yeah, the yeah. shark bitter? Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream once too, you know. <laughs> the real world's got teeth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's. Uh, hopefully they can stretch this out into uh, enough of a movie. It's a pretty good little setup for, oh, shit, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Is that 90 minutes, though? I hope so. I, I would like, I'd would like to see a really good shark movie. I, I quite liked The Reef, considering it had no budget yeah. and pretty much no production value because they didn't make a fake shark. They just used stock footage of Great Whites and right, made yeah. it incredibly effective. Uh, I I was a little on the fence about it. Uh, I thought it was a hell of a lot better than, oh, what was that other open dumb water. open water? No, that it was sucks. a hell of a lot better than open oh, water. A horrible movie. Uh, well, yeah, because at least this one it gets them gets them in the water in a pretty bad situation right away, right? And the threat comes up pretty fast, and, and it's, the reactions there's enough are tension. Good. Yeah, I thought the actors were all right, whereas open water was just like, would somebody eat these two people? <laughs> <laughs> Please, they're terrible. What if the worst people <laughs> didn't get eaten for a whole movie? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what if it was shot on a consumer the scariest camera? Part of, <laughs> the scariest part of open water was how loud that camera is when it hits the bottom. Yeah. When you, see, you saw that in the theater. It just oh, Everything's so quiet. I saw I most of it in the theater because it so made much. me want to barf. Yeah, that movie sucks. Um, so the uh, Meg adaptation has moved hands from Eli Roth mm-hmm. to John Turtlealb 
who did the National Treasure movies, as well as Cool Runnings, uh, Three Ninjas, um, The Kid, Phenomenon, While You Were Sleeping, uh, Last Vegas, so a real, oh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh. With Nick so Cage, we're so a real, with uh, a real journeyman, strong sense of what he does on yeah. screen. <laughs> so this he is seems gonna feel a lot like Las Jason. Vegas. Yeah, he seems Bruckheimer adjacent, though. So I feel like if he did, like I love the first National Treasure movie. I'll go and say I've that. never seen him. It is the first one. I love it. It's so much fun. Love, it, love yeah, it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. And then I was excited to see the second one, and it is straight garb. Yeah. Just disgusting. Awful. I, I, well, you know what? I like uh, sleeping through the National Treasure movies. <laughs> yeah, it's a really easy one to just like. Yeah. What are they doing? We're gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Sweet dude, I'll wake me up when it's got, yeah. when you got it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Oh, <laughs> and <right>. done. <laughs> um, yeah. So, was there any other news? Or we well, get I just some? one last thing. I, I don't know if you guys read Meg or I have not know much. Of, uh, it's like a series of books. Yeah, uh, okay. All like, surrounding Meg Ryan uh, and her fight <laughs> <laughs> to become a weird I, I, lady. Like latched into this one character. I haven't read them all by any means, but I was, you know, I really, I, I have an interest in sharks, and I was really looking for shark movies before the explosion happened. Is it a romantic <laughs> interest? I don't know. I just want to kind of uh, see where things go. Sure, sure. You know? Don't put labels on no, things. No, no, right? I'm ready to explore. Um, uh, so I've been kind of waiting for this, but now as, I, as I'm as i a little older, too, when I first heard about this, I must have been 20 or something like that. I'm like, yeah, fucking a gigantic shark movie. But now they've made a lot of those. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know that you can really make one and have it not be totally stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Because a megalodon is a cool thing to think about, but um, as far as it translating to possibly still existing, <laughs> yeah. makes zero sense. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, so if they make a big silly one, then who gives a fuck because we already have all these silly shark movies. This is going to be silly for sure now. Yeah, there's no way. And this director, rock. it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's probably going to look all shit like the uh, Thor versus a whale movie I watched. Yeah. 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 So it's, and, uh, it's not going to work out. Eli Roth, when he was working on it, he said, like, I'm doing CGI straight up. Fuck y'all. Yeah. So I it imagine... Wor- it worked really well in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, yeah, I like Deep Blue Sea. I like Deep Blue Sea, yeah, but that it movie's does... fucking awesome. It's so good. His hat was like a shark's fin. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's his head. It's My like... head is like a oh, shark's fin. Oh, his head? Yeah. Really? His hat? You <laughs> thought it was his hat? I'm sorry, which one makes more sense to you? His My head, head is like a shark's fin. My spin. head is like a shark's fin. Head. Very narrow. <laughs> very flat on both sides and very narrow. How's your brain getting in there? <laughs> picture him wearing a hat that's a like hat. that it's, it's like well a little... if his head is like a shark's foot I don't picture him wearing a hat yeah. at all uh, it's, it's like a little novelty no, one yeah. that you wear in like one crazy summer <laughs> <laughs> so um, you posit that his head is like a shark's foot yeah well you think it's like his hat what I kind don't... of what <laughs> kind of song is that my hat is like a shark's okay it's I'm, like, now. Yeah. I'm going to I'm about to be vindicated my shoes are like a race car <laughs> <laughs> My shirt is kind of turquoise. <laughs> Whoa, you lost the plot there a little. <laughs> a little bit. Went to the color of the shirt. Yeah. I couldn't buy a fancy shirt. I spent all my money on this crazy <laughs> hat. I'm not on, on my shark hat. <laughs> and my racer shoes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm about to be vindicated. <laughs> okay. Casey's going to Google that. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see this turning into... I, I like <laughs> If it's National Treasure style, it's going to be over the top, yeah. which maybe will be fun, but... 
I, yeah, I'm more interested in what shallows. What does that say there? My hat is like a shark's... Really? Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Is there more than one that we can confirm? Because those are not always accurate. Because <laughs> uh, right, I have been on on lyric sites where I was like, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> really? Hat? Yeah. Do, 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 do. That's, so that's the same site. Uh, that's my the, hat is like a shark's Find fiend. one that's, that's a... not on AZ lyrics. Okay. <laughs> this one is lyrics genius. Deepest bluest, my hat is like a shark's What? Fear. That's okay. so stupid. I thought it was head. Uh, yeah, I did too, forever. Uh, I don't see how one is more or less stupid than the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Either way, something in this area. Oh, yeah. My hat, why is his hat? I'm really, I want to know why now. What is, yeah. where did you get this hat? Is he just like a dick? He got it from hat? Marineland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out my hat. Deepest I got it from bluest. Marineland. It's so like he, a shark's feeling. He doesn't say Fionn. I don't know why he said that. Fionn. Clude. Clude. Look at my shocks. Um, so, have you guys uh, been watching anything this week? Did did I watched something and I was wondering if you guys maybe watched it as well. Um, so, I will ask you. <laughs> Here it goes. Here comes with. the segue. Uh, did you guys end up uh, checking out the new Pee Wee film? I've seen you. Of course I did. I okay. saw half of it and fell asleep. Tried to watch today, and I was having internet problems, and okay. then no. <laughs> Wait, sir, you were going to say I was having intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing a funny and, balloon bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I saw just about half of it. Okay. Yeah. So Pee-wee's Big Holiday. This is co-written by Paul Rust yep. of yes. recently uh, blown love. up on the and Netflix Love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since he's done a, a feature film. Yep. He did a musical, I believe, a stage show uh, that was ported over to like DVD and stuff. But right. yeah, this is the first in a long time. Since um, Big, uh, Top? Big Top Pee-wee. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is what, 1992? Yeah. Uh, you Sure. All right, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah, but sure. Big Adventure was no, no, no. I feel like it's got to be eighty-eight or eighty-nine. Big Tom, I think, might have been eighty-nine or ninety. Yeah. yeah. Okay, eighty-nine makes sense. Big Adventure is eighty-five. Thought, Big Adventure is eighty-five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then yeah, it is definitely eighty-nine because I was thinking eighty-nine, but I'm like, no, wait, Big Tom. There, there, there's no way Big Adventure could have been earlier than eighty-seven. Yeah. But it was. But it was eighty-five. Yeah. And now yeah. you know. And now you know that yeah. Pee Wee's Big Holiday came out in 2016. Yeah. Yes. So, did you guys have like really big expectations? Because I went into this yes. just thinking, I hope it's like cute and fun. I was just like, please be good, please be good, yeah. please be good. I knew it was going to be cute and fun, and I, yeah, and I, like I went no into it expecting what I got, which was like that was delightful. I had I had a great time watching. I saw it. yeah, forty forty five minutes of it, and I loved what I saw. Yeah, the, I the snake. Gag Snake stuff. I, oh my god! Oh my god! Did I love yeah. that? Uh, what uh. I liked is it's it's a little bit different, Peewee. Well, he's a little like jaded now. He's a little yeah. older. It's yeah. like he's yeah. kind of like. Ugh, and lame. I think that, I think that's great because if he acted too much like Peewee's Playhouse Peewee or something like that, or even more like the Big Adventure Peewee, yeah, I think it'd be weird or wouldn't work as much. So this one where Peewee's just kind of like pissed off and has a fucking temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah, like he's well, it's funny. Like it's on both like it, it it's a little more in depth where you know he's in his life and and you know he won't go outside of the bounds of his life kind of yeah. thing but he's not truly happy in yeah. that yeah he's just going through those motions yeah and then joe manchiello yeah. or whatever his name is <laughs> Fuck, who's fucking great he's so great so funny um, yeah. and and he's great all the way through and he's fucking great at the end 
Um, this movie dovetails, and no spoilers, but I mean, it's not like the most thing spoiler uh, worthy thing. But this movie dovetails into such a sweet, like charming finale. Like mm. it really like leaves you on a little cloud. Yeah, I just was so happy at the end of this movie. It's so charming. I don't yeah. know if it's a spoiler thing, but uh, because Myos, uh, not being entirely familiar with North American yeah, culture, right. uh, had no idea who Pee Wee was. Okay. So this was her, and I was like, I cannot wait to see what you think <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Pee Wee Herman. And she thought it was delightful. She was like, this yeah. is a really sweet movie. Yeah. But sweet. she asked, at the end of it, she was like, are are they together now? Yeah. <laughs> like, has like, he always? Yeah, and I was like, no, no, that's not that type of thing. Although he <laughs> Although does. Although it is pretty much. It, it really is. It's basically, this movie is basically, you know, you, I, I could, and I had some discussions about this with Emma and some of, some of my friends, and it was like, you could say that this movie is a romantic comedy. It's it's mm. it's set up like the, you know, journey of all the hurdles you have to go. Like, it's a road trip where he goes through the gauntlet to get, you know, the love interest. Mm. Pretty and much he... exactly how it would happen in a romantic comedy right. without the fact that they just kiss at the end. Right. But they get on, he gets on, like... His motorcycle, like they're together. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> but it's, it's Pee Wee, so but it's it, Pee-wee. it can be what it is. It's you know? like Pee Wee's well, a sexless that, kind of like, yeah, yeah. right? And, it's and, all and I think that charm. that's that's the 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 sort of charm of it. It is that it doesn't have to have romantic overtones. Yeah, but it's what is but he also says like no to every woman. Uh, like yeah. in the beginning, the library woman wants to like ask him out on a date, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "See ya." Yeah, <laughs> like, I gotta go somewhere else. Yeah. And then he meets the 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 bank uh, yeah. robin ladies, and uh, you know, there's like some sort yeah, of yeah. sexual tension. And he's like, "No thanks." Yeah. And then there is a the house farm. full of sexual tension, and he's like, "No thanks." Yeah. 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 Same and thing the, in the in Big Adventure yeah. too, because yeah. uh, Dottie is all in. I'm a loner. Yeah. I'm a rebel. Things you can't understand, things you <laughs> wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I thought it was and just delightful. Even there's a point where he's talking to Joe Man Mangello. Am yeah, I sure. That whatever right? you like. Uh, I like some Mangello. <laughs> Man I'll have a bowl of Mangello. Look, <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>, Harry. Uh, <laughs> um. He uh, he's listing his credits because he plays himself. Yeah, and he's True like, Blood. I was in True Blood, and uh, Pee Wee's like, Nope. He's like, I was in Magic Mike, and Pee Wee's like, You'd think so, but no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, All right, well, that's a little nod. Too. Yeah, it's pretty like on the nose. Yeah, but, but I was so, so entertained, and I loved the opening. Yeah, like yeah. there was a little. It had a little bit of shape that really reminded me of Big Adventure, but mm -hmm. in the best kind of way. Like Big Adventure opens with his dream too, yeah. the Tour de France. You that, know, <laughs> so fucking awesome. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Like again, I haven't seen the whole thing, but what I saw, I was just yeah. delighted by. Like so pleased with. And I love that that the first scene with the little alien boy <laughs> is just weird enough <laughs> that it's. That it could so easily be uncomfortable to watch, yeah. yeah. But it's but it's Pee Wee, so it's kind of yeah. cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely um, it, stream it. What I did see, I mean, this lacks the um, uh, directorial vision yes. of Big Adventure. Big Adventure it's... really has the 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 film itself is as mm -hmm. insane as his imagination. Yeah, you know? this movie is a little bit. It's Netflixized. They've sure. glossed yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and whatever. Yeah. Paul Rubens is, is so dialed into this character, knows what to do yeah. with it, and he's so precise yeah. with it. That's what I love about Big Adventure. It's yeah, it's a crazy visual experience, but it's his character of Pee Wee. Yeah. Is, you know, as precise as anything you know that Steve Martin has done in comedy. Where yes, it's yeah. got to be down to the letter to the totally. Moment. I almost I I was debating after I saw it uh, whether because there's not like a lot of like 
Peewee-isms. There's not a lot no. of I know you are, but what am I's and, yeah. and, 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 and little weird bird dances and stuff. <laughs> but uh, and I was like, did I want and did I want any of that? Yes, I think I did want that. But the fact that they chose not to include it and that they sort of um, evolved to the character of Peewee mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. was was exactly what they needed yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. I think the balloon scene. I was dying at. I just thought the balloon scene was so funny. All right. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I didn't get to the balloons. You know the balloon scene? Uh, Where he lets the arrow to balloon? Oh, my God. And it goes on forever. <laughs> it goes on forever. And, and it's I... so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Emma wasn't... That was one of the parts Emma wasn't really laughing at. She's, not that she didn't find it funny, but I was just like... That was what was going on in my house too. <laughs> like, I, I was like, he's still going. Yeah. And then like everyone in the background's wandering over, like, what's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then, like, yeah, it's just it was funny. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was super delightful. It, it's obviously not as yeah. good a movie, but yeah, it's it's the Netflix movie it needed to be. Good. Totally. I'm just glad after all this time of like waiting for a Pee-wee return, we were promised yeah. two movies at one point where he's like a pop star with his Je m'appelle Pee-wee song. <laughs> I still think it's really funny. <laughs> I don't even know what the plot was, but that's all I know. And like just waiting and waiting and just assuming at one point or another that it wasn't going to happen so that it finally came. And that, again, I only saw half, but the half I saw. Yeah. And I didn't even realize. I mean, I was aware that it was a different kind of take on the Pee-wee character. It wasn't quite as adolescent. Um, but I didn't even realize that he wasn't doing some signature things, mm. nor did I miss them. Me either. I wasn't really thinking about it. No. Yeah, I I noticed it towards the end. I was like, yes, it's it's a different Pee-wee. It's uh, but but at the same time, it's not like a Pee-wee for a new generation. Mm. It's still a Pee-wee for the people who grew up loving Pee-wee. Yeah, but. Uh, um, but it's not just a trip to the nostalgia well. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It, Which is really sweet. So great. Yeah. So great. And, and yet it was so nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Dug it. Yep. Pretty good. What else have you guys been watching? Not. You know what? Not a lot, man. Okay. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I watched a new episode of... Uh, American Crime Story. Yeah. Did that. Oh, we, yeah. We, we this episode was entitled The Gloves. Yeah. So you can imagine yeah. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. happening. I'm watching that. It was fucking top notch again. Just yeah. to, totally entertained by that. So frustrating. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, everything you're doing is wrong. Yeah. But um, you can just see it coming, too. It's like I keep on wanting to, like, uh, you know, <laughs> revise history or something. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do it, Chris. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Chris, don't do it. Oh, Chris, he did it. Chris! 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 <laughs> um, did you guys see uh, today they announced the lineup for Toronto's Hot Docs Film Festival? And no. one of the docs is a mini series about the true story. And it's like 500 minutes or something. They've mm. split it up into like five, like, hour and a half episodes or mm. some shit. An OJ doc? Yeah. Huh. It's like they, they're doing the making of mur- making of a murderer, like, yeah. style thing. I watched that too. Because yeah. this, again, this was. The craziest thing in the world to yeah. experience, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Did you did you watch any more of Daredevil? No, or, I just... Well, okay. let's talk about our experience yeah. here. No, I haven't gone into the season yet. I'll probably okay. go tonight. We went to the Netflix uh, premiere party. Yeah. Hobnobbing. 
Yeah. Eating birds. We're big shots now. <laughs> Eating tiny little burgers. And, yeah. Oh, did you say burgs? I heard birds. birds. Like, we hate all the I'm birds. I'm going to let you go with that, but it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we mostly stayed out in the parking lot and ate all the pigeons we could find. Special guest John Wu was there, and he let out his doves, and I said, <laughs> not today, John. These doves are so slow. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. I bounced them out of the air like a basketball player. Uh, no, they Right had... into my waiting house. <laughs> <laughs> They had uh, some burgers. They had yep. lots of free drinks, and then they yeah. screened an episode, uh, the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Which introduced was... by Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, who plays sexy blonde lady? <laughs> What's her name? I don't remember. Um, yeah, I'm brain farting at the moment. Yeah, terrible is it? But it was Daredevil it was reader. it was cool to see. Um, it was interesting that I mean the the season had already gone up. So it was kind of yeah. like we could be watching every one yeah, of these true. right it now. It was weird. Like, they invited us out, which is really nice. Oh, we're but, so yeah. excited It was very vague it. the entire time, yeah. what we were going to do. Uh, it would have been easier had they just invited Deborah Ann Wall over to my house. Sure. <laughs> to introduce the whole thing. Yeah. play on I your did, PS3. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, seeing it on the on the bigger screen. I, yeah. I thought it was cool to see it with the sound system because For there sure. was a lot of bullets whizzing around yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and I had never seen any of the first season. Yes. So it was fun to watch just yeah. the first of the second. I saw three episodes of the uh, at the beginning, and then I watched the last episode before we went yeah. to this uh, screening. Right. And I was like, yeah, basically. The it. reviews I've mm-hmm. read of this season, though, are that it's largely an improvement. Yeah, yeah I've heard that, fans, too. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. fans I'm hearing are, are really digging the, it. The two things I've heard are, A, it's a largely an improvement, and B, Daredevil gets beat up all the time. Yeah. He just yeah. constantly gets beat up. Yeah. Um, watching this first episode, anyway, this was a good mixture of everything that I love and hate about this show. Yeah. It's got some really shoddy writing at times, and, like, as you guys are pointing out, there's, uh, well, right after we watched it, a lot of the scenes when they're just, like, supposed to be, I don't know, character development or something with the gang, it's a little too cutesy. Oh, and just, Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, All I, I they do care. is talk about how they cherish each other's friendship. Yeah. Uh, anytime they're in the bar, it's always the worst. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Although um, I went into it expecting that the, what's his name? Uh, the guy everyone hates, Froggy. Froggy. I went into expecting like, this guy's going to be just the worst person in the entire world, yeah. and I was thinking this isn't that bad. But I totally get it. And then by the end of the episode, I was thinking, oh yeah, like you just are out of your depths a little. Like you're you're playing a character that should be likable and charming and stuff, yeah. but you're just sort of not. Well, he has He's... to be he has to be likable and charming, but a little bit awkward. But yeah. there has to, he has to be the He's like I don't know I don't want to cross over to too many but he's he's the Alfred yeah so he has to be sort of like a, a almost mm-hmm. a tertiary character but he really has to be a moral center yeah and a home base and a solidity that that you know Daredevil who is almost out of control of yeah. a lot of times <clears throat> where he can go back to a, a sense of foundation and this guy like he's just not it's just, it's not in the writing yeah first of all uh, no and, he's playing the. Uh, community theater version of this character. Yeah, yeah, I don't care for it at all. No, I've grown, I've grown to just accept that he's there. Yeah, which is a bummer because Foggy Nelson is a great character. Um, and so, and I I hate how Daredevil looks. I think the costume was like shit, but I can live with that. Whatever it is, what it is. So the thing that I like the most about this episode is we get a little taste of the Punisher. Yeah. Um, no and, skull though, right? Uh, no, yeah, they you're going to get the skull. Okay. You are They're full on. I've seen okay. the ad. Like they're already 
posters good. up with him with the skull. Okay. They're getting into it. I was like, hey, wait. You and better it, just do it. And what they're doing that's also right, that all the Punisher movies are afraid to do, is show that this guy is a fucking out-of-control, mm-hmm. violent maniac. Yeah, because right? they keep referring to him as, like, oh, we we think like an army of people did this. Yeah, yeah. No, no he is the he one-man army. He yeah. kills. He kills lots and lots of people. And it's, you know, and there's a great, I hope they get into it. He has a very complicated background. It's not just like, oh, man, my family died. I'm going to fucking shoot all these guys. You know, he really, there's a point where the character tried to go into, uh, you know, tried to find religion, tried to find some kind of inner peace and just couldn't live with it, couldn't do it. And constantly fighting with this, this, the rage, you know, uh, it's a really complex, interesting character and a really unusual one to have as a hero and to have so popular, too, with all these different books and uh, different uh, comic series that he's headlined. So there's a lot to blow off, uh, to, to, to reach into with him. And so finally, because all the movies are afraid of that. They're afraid of how violent the Punisher is. This show is not. Yeah. He, that first, the first thing he first, does is crazy. First, yeah, the first look at his presence where you don't even see him is fucking aggressive. It it's good. awesome it good, shit, yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah, it's there. And I saw a little clip from a later episode. I'm like, yeah, they're getting yeah, into it, man. Okay. Frank Castle is a serious character. Yeah, yeah. When, the, when stuff pops off in this episode, I was definitely pretty impressed yeah and i know that like there were some fight scenes in the first season that blew everyone away and i can totally understand yeah, there a couple that were pretty how that was like that because so, like even just the scenes in this in this that weren't overly showy i was just thinking yeah, yeah this is this is really good yeah that, cool. that wonderful one shot fight scene uh mm-hmm. in the well, I don't know, second or third episode i don't remember so great it's, it's impressive to watch it just feels gimmicky um, but i feel like had i watched the rest of the piece yeah like i would have like well, I was leading to that episode and what he was going to get, mm-hmm. and he really made a decision at that point. Yeah. So this is the consequence of the decision, and I, so I felt like that really long scene worked. I did it a few times, sometimes definitely for show. Right. That one, I was like, that's beautiful, and that and what the goal was and what he achieved at the end, fantastic. Now, they're, I think they're rolling with this thing again because the little clip I saw of a later episode where you see some Frank Castle, okay. Punisher shit, of an all-one shot that looks very reminiscent of the uh, cool. famous old boy. Ooh. Uh, yes, the tracking like side shot. Like, yes. Okay. Cool. Not quite. The, not just a straight yeah. rip off of that because we've already okay. done that, but n- along the same lines. Nice. Yeah. So I'm very right. excited to roll yeah. into this season. Yeah. So we'll keep up to date on that. I might even watch some more. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Why not? Totally. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You're not what watching else? Breaking Bad, or no, uh, I'm not. Which yeah. means you're not watching Better <laughs> I'm Call Saul. I'm excited though uh, that uh, they've announced the second season of Bloodline. Yeah, yes. great. Uh, so I am stoked to get on that. I, <laughs> so I loved the first season. Yes. That show was phenomenal. And uh, I guess I don't know if I should. If you haven't watched Bloodline, uh, this is a minor. This is a, spo- a minor spoiler. Uh, but um, somebody that you might have thought wasn't going to be able to come back will be coming back. So they'll be doing some oh, kind of great. timeline. Very good. Yeah. Because, because that was a big yeah. bummer, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Huge bummer. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Although they, they warned you from the beginning. This is true. Yeah. There was no. Yeah. 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 Um, so there'll be some, I imagine there'll be some kind of flashbacky, sure. you know, timeline. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, now, Greg, you just happened to mention that uh, Dan's not watching Breaking Bad. That's right. Which nor means... is he watching uh, Better Call Saul. Because he can't. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Are you watching Better Call Saul? Well, thanks for asking, Casey. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, how far are you? Uh, I've seen two episodes. Okay, what do yeah. you think? I think it's just fucking fantastic. God damn God delightful. Damn it, that show is good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And it and it, it gets it gets better. It walks such a fantastic line of straight up drama with great comedy. Yeah. 
But I, like comedy that is entirely germane to the drama yeah, that's yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not out of place. It's not gags. It's brilliant it's writing. It's just who Slip and, it, and Jimmy is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, so uh, thoroughly entertaining. But very quickly, I can't remember if it's within the first two episodes, very quickly you see how, excuse me, uh, Jimmy enters the... Um, uh the the profession of law and you see immediately how he ends up where he ends up yeah uh and it's not because he's not capable it's just because of his sensibilities mm-hmm. and where they take him mm-hmm. and all the while you have that going on you also have mike uh yeah and i think that's the real uh treasure oh, of the show is getting He's, a big chunk of that character. He's getting better too. Like yeah. he, like what they're doing with him and how they're doing the thing. Because I mean, Vince Gilligan said we're gonna bring back. You know, there's gonna be characters from Breaking Bad yeah. that you saw. We're gonna be bringing people back, and the way they bring them back is not like. A, it's not like, uh, and I think somebody else is going to make an appearance. Is that Uncle Joey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, but they show up, and it's so impactful. Yeah. But but again, it's there's nothing sensational about it. Oh, boy. I can't, I can't say enough good things. It just gets... Season 2 is shaping up to be a billion times better than Season 1. Yeah, right. And Season 1 was amazing. And I know, listen, I don't know what no one's really mentioned to you, Dan Gorman. That you should probably watch Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. or giving you shit for not. But you have you heard should... of Breaking Bad? Yeah, are What's you aware this? of? Yeah, <laughs> you should uh, just watch it so you can watch this show. Maybe I'll just start yeah. watching this show. No, <laughs> no, no, we can't. You're... So you'll be it, so it won't, won't mean as much. It's not uh, right. I'll read the Wikipedia. I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just saying things that piss you guys off now. <laughs> uh. I got. I get some texts once in a while from Matt Brown. He's he's on your side, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, I know Just people like are on our side. Texts. I see everybody's on our people side. People write emails to us about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It wouldn't take you that long. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just like The Wire. Every Oh, you got to see The Wire. Oh, yeah, what's it like? You should well, see The Wire, Well, a lot of it's hard to get through, and I didn't like <laughs> sitting through it or watching it, but you got to see The Wire. Hey, I like it's The Wire. It's not like that. I like The Wire. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, good for you. I liked all. I watched a lot. Oh, oh did you enjoy yourself and you're happy you saw it? I think I, I, think I used up my hours on The Wire, I got to say. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, God. you fucking you fucked up. Well, God. when I was not watching uh, Breaking Bad uh-huh. this week, what did you I do want to w- bring up a couple things real quick? <laughs> yep, I watched a movie on Netflix called Heaven Knows What. Have you guys heard of this movie? Mm-hmm. I've seen it. No, nope. seen the cover kind of. I've seen on, the cover yeah. on Netflix, and I thought, well, that looks an awful lot like a Nicholas Winding Refn. What reference. that's about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heaven knows what next. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because it's actually like it. You're right. It does kind of have like a neon "Only God Forgives" kind of vibe yeah. on the on the little logo, but mm-hmm. it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, independent film. Um, it's a drama, I would say, about a woman who is addicted to heroin and lives on the streets. It is real fucking bleak movie oh uh starring a woman named ariel holmes she wrote a book about her experiences living on the street and being addicted to heroin and they have turned it into a movie so she is essentially playing herself reenacting things inspired from her life and things that may have actually happened from her life and it's basically about um her and this sort of weird kind of love triangle but not really between two other junkies 
uh-huh. and it is unbelievably uh, hard to watch, but it is phenomenal, and she is a revelation in it. She is fucking unbelievable, and if she's not like the next, you know, big breakout independent star, like the next Brie Larson or mm-hmm. somebody that has a couple movies that blow everyone away and then kind of ascend the ranks, I will be pretty upset because she is just unbelievable. Mm. It's really hard to watch, but it is entirely worth it. It has this like gurgling kind of like uh, sci-fi sort of almost John Carpenter synthy score, which is oh, a cool. really weird sort of com- like contrast to what's going on in the movie, which is just like hyper realism with a few exceptions. Uh, but it is, it is really good. It is one of those movies where there's a lot of shouting because this is junkies we're dealing with who are not level headed. <laughs> yeah. so the Lord a, knows they're always shouting. there's a, there's a lot of like it, it starts to get on your nerves, and I can see that being a problem for some viewers. But I really like this movie. I thought this uh, it, it's it's directed by these guys that are sort of I think from a documentary background, so it has that really gritty street level look. But I I just really like that it there's a lot of stuff that looks like it was shot on the streets of New York and stuff where people may be in the shot that don't know there's a movie going on. Yeah. And I think that led to the kind of feeling of these are people that you could be walking by the street. Sure. Like I walk by people all the time in Toronto and just be like, and you you're just, a junkie. You just, <laughs> Stop shouting. You're a junkie. <laughs> but I think we all walk by people where you, you get, you catch like you catch some like shouting match or something. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, what's, what is Ogo? Whatever that is. Oh, see yeah. you later on my way. And, yeah. and you, and this movie asks you to like, let's follow these people through their lives. I kind of okay. love into that, the gutter. Yeah. And Cause I love, I love those moments. And it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Casey and I used to live at a really disgusting corner of Toronto. And uh, right below uh, our apartment was where a bunch of uh, junkie types yeah. would uh, congregate to scream at each other yeah, yeah. for a few hours in the wee hours of the morning. Totally. And this yeah. it's movie is it's frustrating because it's like they're doing all the, like, like, the things you don't want them to do because you see that they are like – some of them are, or, or many of these characters are ultimately like good people. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't. Sure. Uh, but in this movie, I mean. But yeah. It's it's hard to watch and it Emma was like, Oh, that sounds interesting, we should watch it and I read the description, I'm thinking, Oh, I don't want to watch this, I'm gonna feel awful <laughs> But it's 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 very good. Great. I really like it. I will check that out. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I'll watch it with my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then also uh, Finders Keepers. Ha- Did one of you guys already talk about that or no? No, we haven't. I, I tried. I also hit play on that twice. Yeah, uh, during the week because I saw you. Uh, you letterboxed yeah. uh, reviewed it and you mentioned in the thread to watch it. And I was asleep within okay. five minutes both times because uh, my week has been stupid. yes, yeah. So it uh, is no. Um, it is so <laughs> is my good. Story. It's yeah. been a lot of people have been talking about it. It's, it's quite quite a story. Yeah, just from the synopsis, <laughs> it was like, oh shit. Yeah, so it's a documentary about a guy who buys a storage locker in a kind of like um, situation where somebody hasn't paid their bill, and so he got this storage locker cheap. You now own all the stuff inside, and there is a barbecue inside, and inside the barbecue is a uh, leg, a chunk of a leg from the knee down, and then the guy whose leg it is. <laughs> wants it back because this guy that has it now is using it, you know, as his big ticket. He's like, this is my ticket to stardom. I'm going to be the footman. I'm going to make and shirts. he a sign that says, come see the three-legged man. No, he has signs. <laughs> One of the legs may not be attached. He has signs. It's like, come for, come see the foot 
the the barbecue the foot was in for a dollar yeah kind of like take your picture with it for five dollars he's on yeah. the news he's like I'm, now, the, where... I'm the foot man like this is my i'm gonna be on tv now where in the american south does this man <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner from making a murderer like it, it is very yeah american uh but but it actually it it starts with this weird like coen brothers darkly comedic kind of like head-to-head thing like almost like king of kong you know one guy's yeah. like this guy's a piece of shit trying to like make money off this leg and the other guy just wants his leg back because he lost it when he was in a like prop plane that his family owned and they crashed and his dad died like this is a part of his life that represents like i lost my dad when this happened so it, be, it, it dovetails from this like coen brothers dark thing into this like really affecting like emotional movie and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's phenomenal. It's his real leg. Yes. <laughs> he wanted to get it and... Uh, <laughs> and he wants it. Hold on. <laughs> because it reminds him of his dad. Well, he, yeah, his dad that he lost. No, no I, and that part is not funny. It's yeah. just... I'm, I'm, it, basically, what he, he, like, he, what he wanted to do is he wanted to... It fell to out of dr- the plane? <laughs> No, they took and it into some fellow's bar. They took it. There's a whole. You need to watch them because they fucking. They take a whole. They they and they do a little like diagram of how this leg traveled to where it did. And it, like, there's a point where he's like, "So I thought I'd put it up in the tree to dry it out <laughs> for a couple of months. <laughs> I didn't want it to be wet when I put it back. So on. So he wanted to like get it and then dry it and then strip it to the bones so that he could like lacquer it. So he would always have it. So you, you definitely need to watch this movie. It's it is <laughs> it is it is entertaining and fascinating the whole yeah, way through. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it sounds so delicious. Finders keepers, watch it on yeah. Netflix. It is it is funny and it is sad and it is uh, really good. That's uh, that's all that I've been watching. Jeez. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Casey. I, yeah, I've got uh, a couple things. Uh, one that I want to talk about real quickly. I have a new obsession show that I've been watching. I can't believe I haven't watched it till now. But, uh, well, there's not a lot of places you can watch it. It's only on Fusion. Although now there's a bunch of episodes up on YouTube. So I was watching on that. Huh? I've been watching Paul F. Tompkins' No You Shut Up. Oh, yeah. The oh. puppet uh, thing. It's Paul I've F. Tompkins. That. It's like a talk. It's like a, a news like a CNN style or a Fox News style kind of news show yeah. parody type thing, but with uh, puppets as and the And I think the people that made yeah. the puppets were the Avenue Q folks. It's, uh, well, oh. it's a Henson company. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, it could not be more Paul F. Tompkins-y. It's like the perfect vehicle. If you love Paul F. Tompkins, and if you love comedy at all, you love Paul F. Tompkins. If you yeah. don't love Paul F. Tompkins, you're wrong. Because he's... <laughs> For my money, he is the funniest human being that I uh, know, have ever known to yeah. live. Um, and that was a good sentence. <laughs> so uh, I've seen clips of it. It's super funny. It's really cute. Really like, yeah. funny. It's super Paula Tompkinsy. It's the perfect vehicle for him, and it should be bigger. So my call to everyone is if you haven't seen it, find a way to count yourself as a viewer so that fusion keeps doing this it's going yeah. into it's like a fifth season or something I oh, think. wow really or it's uh it's um only halfway through fourth season or something i don't know but i need more of this because yeah. it yeah. is so perfect and Very so cool. hilarious fusion yeah. fusion's doing really cool things they do the chris gethard show which is back this yep. thursday mm-hmm. uh first musical guest is going to be cool keith 
which That's oh. fucking A. Yeah. I'm going to watch the live stream of that to yeah. see what the hell is going to happen when Cool Keith yeah, comes out. he's crazy. I, I told a friend of the show, Bruce, that, and he was like, I hope Cool Keith shows up. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah he's right. booked concerts in Toronto and just been like, nope. Yep. <laughs> I own a few Cool Keith albums. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't have cool any Keith. idea what that guy's talking about. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, more please. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the album doesn't even play because he's like, <laughs> no, nope. nope, nothing on here. Yeah. This is a Christopher Fusion. Cross album. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Legro. Yeah. Fusion, they, they're doing really cool stuff. And, and I feel like even if the viewership doesn't go up, which I hope it does, uh, for uh, No You Shut Up, they've been giving things a chance. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like the Chris Gethard show, they brought it back for another season. They're, they're giving it an hour now. Uh, and that wasn't like, that was a, a, a cult hit show, but it wasn't like burning up, you know, the charts. So yeah. mm. they're doing really cool stuff over there. It's unfortunate yeah, really that are. I don't know how people watch things on Fusion. I guess it's an well, American channel, but. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very um, hard to find yeah. American channel. Uh, but go go to YouTube and check out a couple yeah. of episodes and just see. Or call why... your provider. Uh, yeah, call he, they did a Chris, say, they, yeah. provide me. They when. did <laughs> on Chris Gathered show. They had uh, everybody in the studio and everyone watching at home. They were like, dial right now and like flood Time Warner with with calls. <laughs> and they did like <laughs> hundreds of people did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So people call your, do anything you yeah. tell them on the yeah, internet. internet. That's why you wind up with Bodie McBookface. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what people are thinking. Call uh, call <laughs> your provider. Is the best. That's really great. Get yeah. uh, get Fusion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. watch all their stuff on YouTube. Make those numbers go up. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they cool. are doing cool stuff. Word. Yeah. Uh-huh. What uh, else, Casey? Well, another thing I watched um, that actually uh, Maya's found this, and she was like, "We should watch this." It doesn't it doesn't have very good reviews or anything? Yeah. But there's some really interesting people. So I'm like, "All right," and I checked it out. I hadn't even heard of it. It's called uh, "To Hell and Back." Okay. Um, it is a very Henry Selick um, style stop motion animation type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's it's, the one with all the comedians co- in it. Yes, yeah. it's oh, cool. Nick it's Swartz on Netflix, right? Thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It I looked it's... at the picture and went, uh... <laughs> it it looks like something you don't want to watch. Yeah, and uh, it, now it's it's co written and directed by uh, Tom Giannis, who is a longtime Saturday Night Live contributor and writer right. producer. Yeah, um, uh, did a lot of stuff with Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Has directed a lot, like has been in the comedy scene in L.A. for a long time, right? yeah. in uh, L.A. and New York for a long time. Um, so I'm like, shit, yeah, I'll give this a try. Uh, seeing as Bob Odenkirk plays the devil, yeah, it's Nick Swartzen, and I'm not a big fan of his. No, but it's named. Oh, that's like, why I didn't. Uh, yeah, because it's Nick Swartzen. Yeah, and he's oh, terrible, it's one of his but, things. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's uh, uh, it's got um, again Bob Odenkirk, Kumail Nanjiani, yep. Paul F. Tompkins, huh. uh, Maria Bamford. Get out. Uh, <laughs> oh, word. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, just just a shit ton. Greg Proops, like little, like even the the little tiny uh, JB Smoove. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice. lots of really 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 cool funny people. So I'm like, yeah, let's give this a try. And I'll tell you, it's not good. It's, uh... <laughs> I had a feeling because yeah. I re- I feel like this was announced just before the sausage party announcement, and it was sort of two like ha- like dirty you know animated movies for adults. And I was kind of excited for that one with the people, but I do remember the trailer came out and I watched like half of it, and I was kind of thinking, I don't know about this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, it's as a story, it's like. Huh? <laughs> uh, because it doesn't care as much about the story as it does about the dialogue. And the dialogue is often very funny, but it's also nothing you haven't seen before. It's a couple of friends who, like, you know, are kind of, oh, TJ Miller is another one of the major characters, Danny McBride. 
Um, it's, uh, you know, friends who make funny shots at each other and are like, uh, making little jabs at each other and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, these are all technically very funny jokes, but bake them into a plot. Right. Um, and it doesn't, it's just very concerned with getting those little jokes out. So it's the conceit is that these friends who work at this broken down amusement park, um, one of them, they, they send one of their friends to hell by accident and then they have to go get him. Um, I like the setup. Well, it's just very that, you know, and it and it tries to be cute enough to counteract the fact that the story is not that great. Right. Um, and for my money, it had enough jokes that I watched until the end the entire time going, this isn't great. But that line was really funny. And oh, shit, that's H. John Benjamin. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, and then it ends and you're like, I didn't hate my time watching that. I just wish it had have been better. It definitely yeah. had a visual style, yeah. But uh, it was just—it was too jokey and not enough. Uh, uh, not enough. Not plot. enough with the making with the plot. Plot. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, I I might uh, throw that one on, just because of all the people in it. But yeah, I won't expect it's worth much a from watch. It. And again, the gag—not to be very Paul F. Tompkins heavy, but uh, <laughs> the gag with him is a. I might as well. Mm-hmm. Might as well scotch me up. <laughs> um, the gag with him is is extreme. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Really funny. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Well, then, should we get into film roulette now that we have uh, exhausted our things we've been watching? Or is there anything else? Yeah, no, I see anything else. All right, let's get into film roulette. Film roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die, and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week, Casey and I went and saw the new Terrence Malick film, Night of Cups, but the loser who gets the low number on the die has to go and see something that looks bad or that is getting terrible reviews, uh, like the gymnastic comedy The Bronze, which Greg went and saw. But the loser gets to give the two winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week, Greg lost, uh, and he gave us an album by The Pretenders. We will talk about all three of those things and roll for movies after that. Uh, and that's how we play Film Roulette. Mm-hmm. So, 
Casey and I went and saw Night of Cups, which is directed by Terrence Malick and stars Christian Bale and a number of people and also everybody. <laughs> uh, yes, everybody's in this. It's uh, directed by Terrence Malick and written by nobody. <laughs> uh, so let me get this here. Okay. Uh, Night of Cups. Uh, uh, as described by IMDb, a writer indulging in all that Los Angeles and Las Vegas has to offer undertakes a search for love and self via a series of adventures with six different women. This is getting 54 on Metacritic, so divisive to say the least. And it stars Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Natalie Portman, uh, Brian Dennehy, Antonio Banderas, uh, Wes Bentley, um, Jason. tons of other people. Oh, yep. to Teresa Palmer, who keeps yes. showing up. I mean, Nick Offerman's in there at one point. Uh, yeah, it, it's well, because it I takes mean, place Nick in L.A. Offer, yeah, it, like, it, it has everybody. It has Joe Latrugio. It has yeah. It uh, has Nick Kroll. It has Dan, Dan Harmon, Aaron McGathy. Uh, but it, it has these people very incidentally. Yes, because these people happen to be at a party or happen to be in a writer's at a room. shoot. Yeah, uh. yeah. Um, incidental is a good word. Yes. So Casey and I had a little back and forth on Facebook where we could, where we. Uh, revealed our our thoughts already because I reviewed this on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say that I haven't seen a Malick movie in a while, and I feel like maybe Badlands is is actually maybe the only one I have seen because I haven't seen Thin Red Line. I don't think yeah. I saw Tree of Life, yeah. and I and I've never seen um, uh, To the Wonder either. I've not seen that. Yeah. So um, To the Wonder was I guess like his his movie that he followed up Tree of Life with, and he's been kind of since Tree of Life doubling down on this. Yeah, he, he shot this concurrently <coughs> with his next movie. Yeah, which I imagine will be a similar, uh, hopefully not. Oh, God, maybe. I <laughs> hope it is. I sure hope it is. Um, the thing about this movie is that it's fucking terrible. Okay, <laughs> fucking terrible, I won't say. I will say that for 45 minutes, let's say, of this film, I was picking up what it was putting down. Um, and... Yeah, I, I I thought I'm going, I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna watch this movie and I'm gonna put my head into it. And I'm yeah. just gonna sit here and I'm gonna let it wash over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got 45 minutes out of it. I, I did not even get that. that I, like... I, I yeah, I was just thinking, okay, this is gorgeous and they're walking around and 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 there's not very much dialogue and it's all like you know empty f- philosophy empty philosophical musings through narration and you know that's like the oh the vapidness of Los Angeles and this guy's fragmented life that he's maybe even just remembering it might not even be that we're following him and i just thought okay i'm just going to enjoy this for what it is and then about 45 minutes into it you know, when it never really does start to coalesce into anything worth watching, I did at that point basically say, "Okay, well, this there's no this movie's not getting any higher than me from than two and a half stars because it is just a visual thing. It's a tone poem or whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's absolutely what it is. He um now it is supposed to be this meandering musing on what it is to be uh what it is to be yeah and what and what it is to be in love and what it is to uh um to to feel alive um if you're at, a at white guy in los angeles who yeah, just bangs super successful <laughs> yeah who, who bangs hot girls and and throws them away um it's terribly obvious again it just throws these banal musings on like when my brother killed himself me and my brother were sad. 
But I guess life is like that when people kill themselves. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I never really thought about it that way, man. Yeah. Uh, change your life, buddy. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Thanks, guy. So I think Terrence Malick got very caught up in the way he was making this movie. Yeah. Which, admittedly, the way... Like, if you were sitting, if you were, like, high with your friends and you were like, it would be kind of cool to make a movie like this. Okay, you don't have a script or anything. You have, like, a basic idea, but you don't tell the actors what that idea is. You just put them in the scene and you try to get it out of them. And then, if they're reaching somewhere, you throw another actor into the <laughs> in, into that scene, which is what he would do. Yeah. And, 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 and then that scene takes a whole left turn and then we'll just see how the actors deal with it. I, and then just see if you made the movie you intended to make. I do And then think... if you're high with your friends, you're like, um, yeah, that would totally be cool. Also, pizza. Uh, <laughs> and then you, don't make, and then you don't make that movie. But he made that movie. I think... He shouldn't have made that movie. Are we, are we getting pizza, though? <laughs> yeah, where's this pizza? Because I'm so high. Where's this slop slice? Um, I do think, like, I, I think there's things in here that work. I think... What did you feel worked? I think I thought Brian Dennehy was fucking great. Totally. I think there is an element there. There's a big um, hinge to this movie is that we never get to experience scenes playing out as you would expect them in a movie. Like we have scenes where Brian Dennehy and Christian Bale and the brother are all having what seems to be like heated familial arguments and heated emotional moments, but we never get to experience them because we are always. Uh, getting soundtrack or we're always getting the narration and it's always the levels are always going up and down and there was times yeah. where I thought that that was really effective especially the soundtrack stuff because I thought the soundtrack of this movie was really good um, you I, like the sound of water uh, well I liked all the strings and, and the yeah. musical cues and yeah, all and, the, yeah and the and the 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 theme, and the uh, theme running through it was, was was great great and I thought there was a few times when that really worked and I really found myself watching this movie in a way that like you don't usually watch movies and I really liked that the cinematography as gorgeous and like widescreen and sweeping as it was I like that it never actually uses the humans as the focus i like that when like a character then, walks away it will just continue on its journey as a camera into like the like corner of the room or the like ocean or whatever and it's like kind of i but i was just like you don't see idea, that often. are we su- sure but you don't see people taking a dump on <laughs> on a screen unless john waters has something to do with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. um and 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 maybe movies are better for it uh <laughs> The, this movie doesn't follow a, a narrative. It doesn't follow no. a person, and that's where I we see Christian Bale a lot. Yeah, but it and it theoretically follows his life. But yeah. where it's like they were like, what if a movie was happening five feet away from our focal point? Yeah. And so we're never focused on what's going on. And sure, maybe we don't perceive life as being this this direct narrative, but we do perceive movies as such. And yeah. uh, in order to be captivated by a movie, m- movie is a very different thing than uh, than yeah. a, than a life. And I think, but but for me, there was times where I felt like that was really effective, and there were scenes where the like the gorgeous cinematography and the way that it was playing things out with the levels and I didn't understand what was going on. There was times where I felt like that really landed. But but I ultimately agree with you that by the time I realized this movie wasn't actually going to dole anything out in terms of 
some kind of thesis or some kind of, you know, like you're right. At times, this movie is so obvious in the things people are saying in a cringeworthy way, which is obviously intentional because these are characters like the brother says all these stupid fucking things. And you're yeah. like, yeah, because he's he's pretending to be like a deep idiot guy. Right. But there are times where it becomes indistinguishable whether or not the characters are like that or the or movie whether is like that's that. the that's the the, the intent that's of the, the movie. intent of the movie. And yeah, that's exactly. where the movie and... ultimately loses me because you're just like, yeah, this is cool. But. But Eventually, I need like you to tell me something's going to happen. Yeah, and in or uh, give me enough to be able to parse through the pieces to say, okay, I understand, and maybe that's not the intent, but I wanted it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I don't think that is the intent, and I think first of all, putting it uh, against the backdrop of. Uh, you know, successful Hollywood yeah. is uh, a, a really on-the-nose thing to do. Okay, so you're saying that people in Hollywood are, are shallow vapid. people, mm-hmm. and um, their quest for eternal youth and and meaning uh, in in love and in work is futile. Yeah. <laughs> this is visually striking. Well, I realized we stopped recording the, the video, so I don't need to be sitting up. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm stretching out then. Yeah. I'm, I'm still doing this whole thing to the video. Oh, um, God. It, it, oh, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost your train of thought in this movie? I feel like the movie lost its train of thought at a couple points. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, felt, I just did what the movie I think did, the but movie, better. Like, when I was trying to put my thoughts down, like... The movie opens and closes, I thought, interestingly. It's really the 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 middle of the movie that it just becomes, okay, he's got a new girl, he's wandering around, they're having sex. Boy, what an empty life. Oh, It, it just becomes repetitive. And it's a two-hour movie. Thankfully, it's not any longer. But the way the movie opens where it's cutting between digital video, low, like lower-res digital video, and, and there's this weird like stop-motion thing with the woman being covered in paint. And, like, there's these paper cutouts of her eyes. But I thought at least the movie in the opening stretch was fucking around. It was like, okay, sometimes it's gorgeous and sometimes it's not. And sometimes there's these weird just straight-up art inserts of a woman being covered in black paint and, like, these weird, like, stop-motion things. I didn't love that. It felt like uh, Oliver Stone at his weirdest. Oh, but I was okay with that. colors. I just thought I wanted more playfulness. Like, I wanted more of him just saying, fuck it, and not more of him just saying fuck it see i found even and, that like, farting out. into the wind so are you basically following around like <laughs> poetry a, you're, you're following around a attractive wildly successful white guy yeah and all these girls want to bang him yeah and he's just like uh-huh. yeah he's not is he, this, is this, he doesn't like, do that call, even like, he just goes I... he goes like this he goes Oh. Yeah, he goes okay. Right, it, like if you want to watch, I a feel movie, like I've seen this a lot of times. If you want to watch a movie actually about this, that yeah. actually wants to like look at this and understand this and figure out what's going on with yeah. this, just go watch Somewhere, which I loved. That is a great movie, and I feel like doesn't get the shit that it deserves. No, people are really people down really on hate that movie. That movie. I think Sophia that, Coppola I think Sophia Somewhere Coppola's, is such a good movie. I think Sofia Coppola uh, is somebody who time will yeah uh, will yeah. will see her favorably. Even like stuff like uh, Marie Antoinette and Somewhere that people sort of like turned away from. I think people will look back on. Those I never and saw say Bling Ring. They're actually yeah. I really wanted to. Yeah, me but too. yeah, go watch Somewhere. It's about this. It has characters and it and it, it does, approaches emotion. <laughs> it does this 
this thing. It does this thing where yeah. we as the audience are very much a bystander to somebody's yeah. life and watching the emptiness uh, of a performer you, trying to find meaning yeah. and not seeing the meaning in their yeah. life because it set, it sets that up, but it doesn't impose it on yeah. you. And it's this mo- movie doesn't impose anything on yeah. you except for two hours Apathy. of... <laughs> yeah, and some, somewhere actually is a movie that, that has you struggle like as a viewer between thinking i really don't like this guy because he's a privileged rich actor living in a hotel and like oh what a sad life and then actually invites you in to see like oh people like this have feelings you yeah. know this is like a he's depressed and, you and a, that you relate to certain things and you, you get a sense that he that he wants to be more of an actualized yeah. person than he knows how to be and this, movie, and this yeah. is all from steven dorfer yeah so, <laughs> so go watch somewhere it, yeah. And 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 when this movie comes out on on VOD or when it comes out in your home uh, box office, uh, put it on and and go do something in your house and every once in a while look over and be like, that's a great shot because mm. I definitely there was a couple shots in here that I, I was just I was taken aback. By. <clears throat> yeah, a couple nice shots because uh, it's Terrence Malick. Yeah, so there's gonna be- so it's gonna happen. Yeah. 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 Go watch another Terrence Malick movie. Yeah, that's watch, true. Just watch Badlands. <laughs> yeah, go watch Badlands, one of the best movies no, You should watch uh, Thin Red Line. It's got... Uh, yeah, Thin Red Line's great. It was some wonderful dialogues, really like rich, defined characters, even mm-hmm. though you're not spending a lot of time with all of them. Yeah. They're very realized. There's Nick Nolte is so good at it. Oh, so good. Fucking Nick Nolte. Yeah. yeah, Travolta's not bad in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Travolta. Oh. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> he wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, he's not my favorite Travolta. Jennifer Travolta. <laughs> wonderful in that. Underrated. So... Speaking of uh, uh, unlikable characters, yes. So Greg went and saw the Bronze uh-huh. uh, from 2016. This movie is getting 40 on Metascore, so even lower than than Knight of Cups. It is about a foul-mouthed former gymnastics bronze medalist with local celebrity status, uh, reluctantly training a rising Olympics uh, aspiring uh, ath- athlete, and yeah. it is directed by Brian Buckley, written by Melissa Rock. Or, or or is it Rouch? Rouch? I think Rouch. Melissa Rouch, and uh, I believe her husband, husband. Uh, Winston Rouch. Yeah, she's from Big Bang. Right. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this movie is a foul-mouthed gym comedy that is also very divisive. I've seen. I actually saw a hand a handful of very po- a very uh, middling to positive reviews, in it, and it was more than I expected because the the word on this movie was. You know, this is one of those movies you sit through stone-faced wondering they've made all the wrong decisions. But then I did mm-hmm. see a few reviews saying, like, no, it's the comedy doesn't, isn't great, but the character work shines through. So I'm interested. It stars, as we mentioned, Melissa Rauch and mm-hmm. then also Gary Cole mm-hmm. and um, Thomas, uh, Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons I was like, oh, I wanted that to be good because he's, yeah. he's, he's fucking never so funny. not funny. Yeah. Um, so, Greg, you, you had to sit through this movie. I'm very interested in what you thought. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this kind of very character-driven comedy is often uh, misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, I, I think back to um, Observe and Report, which well, I feel yeah. like got a lot of flack, but is actually a really interesting movie. Or, yeah, or it's, uh, you know, uh, misdiagnosed as a... Paul Blart yeah. knockoff or something, yeah. you know what I mean? When it's actually like Taxi Driver. Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> dark. It's pretty dark. It was, it's it's it pretty dark. Um, you know, or even like, the, let's not forget when The Big Lebowski came out, everyone fucking hated that movie. Yeah. They got terrible reviews and did awful yeah. in theaters. I rewatched that actually this week, I forgot to say. Uh, it's still good, Still right? great, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Um, you know, and not that this is really the same kind of thing as Lebowski by yeah. any means, but um, things are often misunderstood when they come out. And I was uh, that that's I knew how bad the reviews were going into this. I uh, don't like. Big Bang Theory. Me either. I'm only, but no, in my dislike of it, I've not. My parents. <laughs> parents like it. They love my parents those love references. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's <laughs> more people that don't know them. I've heard of him. He's smart. <laughs> I must be smart for well. <laughs> Physics no, is weird. a word I've heard. That was my dad. I, was <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, uh, and I've only seen a little bit of Big Bang Theory, but I'm not super familiar with her on this Me, show i didn't even know she was although she's been on like it, over a yeah. hundred episodes she's yeah. like a big part of this show yeah but how many of those hundred episodes have you seen uh i don't know five. Oh, really mm, yeah sure <laughs> um so yeah uh trying to be open-minded here watching this movie saw it by yeah. myself at the carlton and it's set where you you have everything kind of in the right place i was like i think i might be into this okay uh gary cole He's a terrific actor. He's great. And really knows how to uh, walk the line between comedy and drama and has yeah. uh, character-driven and how to let things be dark without being, you know, a bummer. Yeah. Uh, really gets into that stuff. Look at his work in, you know, like Office Space. It's not... What he's doing there is not as easy yes. as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, without really knowing much about her, so I could really just accept her as this character. Yeah. Um, Hope and Gregory. Um, here's the thing. This movie is dressed up like and follows the pattern of a satire or a dark comedy, but doesn't know what either of those things are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is a nearly two-hour movie that doesn't really have jokes, generally has just kind of unpleasant people. I won't even say mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm not interested. I, I, either they're gross people or shitty or mean or something like that, or I just don't care about them because mm-hmm. they I aren't fleshed feeling, out. I had a feeling that the main character of this movie would be swearing. Like, was, yeah. was the concept She's of She's kind of like doing like a tight thing, little Midwesty kind of, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and she says some stuff about people's vaginas or her own every once in a while. Yeah. And like, I heard that it was really <laughs> raunchy. It's not that raunchy. Yeah. I've seen worse. Yeah. And like, I've seen worse movies with worse raunch as a fallback. Yeah. But yeah, it does fall into weird places where I'm like, I don't know, you just needed to try to put a button on this scene. And now you're. You went with camel toe, and I'm like, nobody cares. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it could be a satire where we're looking at a time period where um, middle America is kind of really on display with the Trump world uh, explosion. And, you know, the, the the problems with the jumping to accept people just for fame or mm-hmm. uh, people latching onto that need of fame or whatever recognition in their small town and that sort of view of life. But there's no examination of anything here. There's nothing okay. being looked at. It's just a poorly put together movie following an 80s plot formula okay i was this now i'm not i want to get there i got to do it by teaching this person to yeah i don't want to but then i learn a lesson at the end okay it's that yeah and really fucking and you can just you're just waiting for it to unfold but it takes fucking forever it made me laugh that gary cole was the the dad character in this or the coach or whatever mm. the fuck he yeah is, because it felt to me like a will ferrell movie with a with a lady in the lead, it totally is. Yeah. It totally is. But like, because Will Ferrell loves that kind of like 
confidently uninformed yeah. America. Yeah. And he really knows how to lean into it right. and bring out what you're supposed to laugh at about that, where this is just like some shitty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's just really unpleasant. Like, the character... And you don't really see why yeah. or what it is that, you know, like it's there. There isn't enough depth or background for this to be a successful dark comedy um, or, a, bitch, a, movie. or a satire that has anything to say. So, yeah. And then now as far as the raunch goes, there is definitely some raunch where there's a, a sex scene. that I've been descri- somebody that I know that saw this movie described the yeah. sex scene to me. And I was like, that sounds pretty funny. Well, here's the there's thing. There's a funny sex scene? It, well, it's supposed to be, they're yeah. they're gymnastic they're gymna- it's, it's her and uh, Sebastian Stan, the guy who plays the, the Winter Soldier and the Avenger oh, stuff. yeah. Right? And uh, they're rivals, but then they get drunk and decide to fuck. So they go to a hotel room, and the way they throw each other around the room and get into banging is yeah. like a dram- gymnastics routine because they're both medalists. So, yeah. That seems obvious. Yeah, really, highly. And they you know, go into weird positions and fuck. And it's, but it's incredibly nude and incredibly graphic and I was kind of <laughs> like, whoa! Because <laughs> I was well I, yeah. over an hour into this movie when yeah. all of a sudden it's like really naked and like pounding away. This is exceptionally <laughs> naked. For a, for a good few minutes. I was just like, all right, and I know why they're why the sex scene is there as far mm-hmm. as the plot device of they're gonna fuck and yeah. this is what's gonna happen because of them fucking, but it's not a, I, <laughs> it certainly didn't. I don't, I don't know. It just seemed really unnecessary. Yeah, and then I, I also thought about she wrote this with her husband. I don't yeah. know. He was like, listen, no, let's really lean into the sex yeah. scene with you and Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I when I heard like the way that it had been described to me, I like it. Like it definitely sounds obvious, like Casey said, but. It sounded obvious in the way it was described to me in the way that uh, Team America's sex scene is obvious. All right. And I was just kind of picturing that. Sure. Kind well, of listen, like the Team thing. America dolls having sex scene and then how far it goes. Yeah. How far it goes so good. is amazing because it's fucking marionettes. Yeah, right? yeah. This and is... also the joke is it's a solid joke. It's a solid, well-thought-out joke. This is supposed to be... It's actually a joke that was sort of mirrored in MacGruber as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the passionate love scene, mm-hmm. and then all this gross fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> because fucking on its face is a gross thing people do. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah by the sure. time both of those movies did that, it doesn't seem necessary. No, and mm-hmm. this isn't that. This isn't, like, where you get, to, like, this isn't a parody of mm-hmm. that moment in the movie where you get the passionate yeah. love scene. It's just this guy is going to bang her, and she's yeah. like, I'm into banging, so let's bang. <laughs> and yeah. then the other guy sees it, and he's like, oh. <laughs> so, Aww. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. This movie sucks, man. I was so fucking bored. Yeah. Just stone-faced bored. It, it, entirely misguided. Yeah. It misses on everything. I didn't accidentally laugh at anything in nearly two hours. Wow. Middle Ditch almost... A couple of times, I th- almost he's so funny, but he isn't really given anything to do. He's there as like the sympathy guy. Yeah, he's supposed to right. feel bad for because he has a facial tick, and he almost God. he almost can make that funny. But most of the time, you're just like, this is the joke. Yeah, yeah. he's got a tick. Ugh. Just go, Ugh. just go watch Silicon Valley. Yeah, I don't know why. Or go listen to him and Lauren Lapkus on Comedy Bang. Bang. Sure, <laughs> he's a wonderfully talented guy, and it's a yeah. bummer that he's got a showcase in this totally yeah. fucking forgettable, boring, long ass goddamn movie that I couldn't re- recommend to anyone or right. ever want to see again. Yeah, or understand why they gave her a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I mean, she, she think, wrote it, but is she that popular on this show? No, or is I, this like... I think that she and her husband did a lot towards. 
fundraising for it and everything. Like I, I think it was very much their pet yeah, project yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's not like you need to be the lead from a sitcom to get a fucking movie. They let Scott mm-hmm. Valentine make movies. So <laughs> my demon yeah, lover, my right? demon lover, yeah. 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 Uh, and so if I was going to compare my demon lover, far better than this. <laughs> Do you think she in pitch meetings she was like, uh, "This will be the have next." Have you seen my, my demon, demon lover? <laughs> this is going to be as good as, as least as good as my demon. No, lover. No, where yeah. pitch was, have you seen yeah. my demon lover? They gave that guy a movie. And like, <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, give me a movie. Yeah, yeah. I uh, this thing just bummed me out. It was just so sad the whole time. Just like, ugh, you just you don't. It's not the direction is uninspired. The performances don't go far enough. The writing isn't really there. The crass stuff doesn't really land because it's not very good. It's not clever yeah. crass. I don't get offended by crassness. You can say anything gross you want. Yeah. But make it interesting. Make, put them boobies. <laughs> uh, figure out a way to make you it funny. Think boobies are just, gross. Just saying. <laughs> just saying camel toe and fucking whatever the fuck, blowjob or something yeah. isn't really shocking to anyone anymore for any reason. You've got to fucking work at the joke. Yeah. There has to be a joke. This is ah, this movie is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. What a waste of time. Well, <laughs> because we wasted your time this week and last week, yeah, uh, you got to give us an album to I listen did. to. Did so you gave us the debut studio album by British American band The Pretenders. Yep, oh, uh, from yes. 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, why'd you do that? Let's I, do a little recap. Yeah, sure. I did that uh, because uh, I've been a huge Pretenders fan for quite some time. Uh, I, I I was one of the uh, for a long time. I only listened to like the greatest hits. Kind of figured I had it down with the yeah, pretenders. True. Um, until I was just like, uh, I don't know. One day I needed more, I guess, and I I got this album, and um, a track on this album made me realize there was a lot more to this band. I needed to get more mm-hmm. into it. Was it Tattoo Love Boys it, or I, Brass and Pocket? It's uh, okay. Tattoo Love Boys. Yeah. I knew Brass and Pocket already. Hearing sure. Tattoo Love Boys, I was like, oh shit, man! Interesting because t- Tattoo Love Boys is one of the only songs I ever knew by them. Weird. And I always yeah. just assumed it was like the Pretender song. Oh, not at all. Wasn't even a single from this album. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love their story. I was, I wanted to, because uh, their first three albums I, I have a big love for. And I, I almost went with their second record. But I decided to go with this one because the story is great. And if you're going to start with the Pretender, start at the beginning. But it's a fucking bananas thing that happened because uh, James Honeyman Scott's a terrific guitar player. And he really kind of inspired a whole bunch of guitar work that was going to happen for a decade. You know, you don't really get R.E.M. or the Smiths or yeah. a bunch of other shit without his style of playing. It's really fantastic. Uh, and then their second record has all this swagger. It's so together because they blew up fast. And then half the band dies. Yeah dead like half the four four people in this band two of them fucking die and then they put out their third album and it's fucking brilliant because chrissy hine just pulls it together and writes everything and you know that's where you get uh, back of the chain gangs on that yeah. record and middle of the road and it's just like really realized and like pretty intense so it's a crazy little run to go through with these uh three albums but the beginning is always the best place to start definitely i love this record and it's been on in my house a lot lately so yeah yeah and this is the only record that i've actually ever heard uh Mm. by them i i i actually got into the pretenders through the vandals Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they had a song uh with that that name checked tattoo love boys Ah. tattooed love boys and i was like Oh, they, they they make reference to the lead guitar part in Tattooed Love Boys. And I was like, well, I guess I got to hear this. Yeah, right now. So then cool. I, went and I, <laughs> I went and I heard that and I was like, this is cool. Um, and I'm a big new wave guy. Yeah. Big, big, big into that stuff. So, so it's always been there, but I've never really until now given it 
Like I've I've listened to it a lot, but I've never sure. really given it a sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about you, Casey? Yeah, uh, I knew the the obvious points of this uh, album. I mean, I've heard this album before, but very peripherally, and I guess I've never really paid that much attention. So I paid a lot of attention to it uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? Let's get into it. Uh, I think as a whole album, it there's some misses on it. Uh, here or there. I would agree. Um, and this, the order of songs, I find, is totally incorrect. It is entirely incorrect. <laughs> I agree, right? too. Actually. And there's, yeah. there's songs that yeah. could have been left off altogether. I don't know why Phone Call and Space Invaders are where, are where they are. No, yeah. no. Or why they're on the album. <laughs> yeah, don't don't put them on the album. No. Although, no, phone, phone Call... I don't mind Phone Call. Okay, Phone Call just, could be later. Just spend, just spend more time writing that song. Sure. Because there's really inspired things happening in that yeah. song. But overall, this album is shockingly good yeah like it's uh and, and i'm listening to it and i'm going um this is everything that was going on in america and in britain yeah at this time yeah. and i don't know if it's taking like you can there, there's a lot of elvis costello on this record For sure, definitely uh, what he was doing there's a lot of uh sort of um uh, I, I don't know. I keep name checking like Gang of Four and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of that kind of uh, guitar work on this album. Mm-hmm. The guitar work is at times amazing and at times so junky mm-hmm. in the fucking coolest way. Yeah. Like I always thought of the Pretenders as this sort of like slick rock band of, of yeah. the 80s this like real easily accessible mom mm-hmm. rock kind of yeah, yeah. kind of outfit but not but this at all. album yeah. is sometimes most of this album's pretty punk rock yeah um and then when it's not it's uh it it, it kicks into some kind of garage rocky kind of stuff yeah, and then it goes straight up uh like there uh what, what's the song that that I was really like, you did not spend any time writing this song, and it shows. Reading songs on your phone. Uh, Come on, man. What are they? Read out the names. Is it Stop Your so- Oh, it's Stop Your Sobbing. Oh, you know, and that song is uh, produced by uh, Nick Lowe. Yes. That's fucking crazy. And that yeah. totally makes sense because there are some totally Nick Lowe yeah. sound, like guitar sounds yeah, on yeah, that yeah. song. And it, it's and just it a, feels different from the rest of the record. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's just a poorly written song. Yeah, yeah. I can't well, imagine he, Nick Lowe wrote much of it. He had nothing to do. He just produced it. Yeah. But then uh, they offered him the job of producing the whole album. And he was like, no, because I don't think this band is going anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to work with Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. <laughs> and to his credit, he was right. No, fair <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I, I really like this album. I, I agree with you, um, that there's some hits, uh, mostly hits. There's some misses. Um, I actually, even though I have heard this album a number of times, I, I also kind of thought of them like that. Like I, I felt like they were a band that every time I went to listen to them, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like new wave and punk rock. And then was kind of taken aback by its tameness. But this time when I really sat down, I turned the volume way up more than I would usually when I was listening to it. It really did reveal um, the the edge to it that I feel like I was missing the that last few times. That edge comes flying out a, a, a lot more on Pretenders yeah. 2, okay. which I wouldn't say is as good as this album, yeah. but it has songs that are 
remarkably good. Okay. But it's got it. They really leaned into what they are. With yeah. the, you know the the band itself being very punky mm-hmm. and having her like really strong strong songwriting sensibility. And she's a better singer on the second record. She really. I think is more confident. Not that uh, there's something wrong with her vocals on this album. No, She's, but that's boy, that's actually good. yeah. That's one of the things that made me love the shit out of this album and listening to it was that I was like, oh, she did a lot of like. There's some singing on this album, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of vocal styling. Yeah, and, you know, like Precious is. I'm like, oh, she's scary. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I have a very large crush on Chrissy. You, you have to have a crush on <laughs> totally. Yeah, she's the best. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it was that like, oh, she's saying weird things. Yeah, what did she say about her mouth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's always like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was still shocking. Yeah, um, uh, man, fucking, I really dug listening to this yeah. album, and even the songs I didn't like, like I think it's Private Life, which is like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's yeah, 1980. Yeah. You have to have some vague reggae yeah, bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was listening to it, and I'm like, "Oh God, stop this!" And then I was listening to it. I was like, "When is this going to end?" And then I was like, "I like it now." <laughs> <laughs> it's got little moments where yeah, it lifts yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It just, um, it just, it's unrelenting in its uh, laid backness. That yeah. you're like, "All right, fine." I'll I mean, it's not a perfect record, but I yeah. adore the record. And I, I, I kind of like it I for the fact that it's for not sure. A it's a first record. album, you know, and it just they like, threw it all at the wall. And I oftentimes, when I've decided to go with an album I like for this part of the show, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm worried about giving an album that doesn't have, doesn't have 12 every, yeah, perfect, perfect songs. songs. You know, it's like, you know, not every album I love it's is always great, scary, yeah. You know? Uh, all the way through, there's always going to be little misses. I strongly recommend going forward uh, okay. into the next two records, Pretenders, Pretenders 2 and Learning to Crawl. They're terrific, and it's an interesting journey to listen to. And I like the swagger. Uh, I, I strongly recommend watching the video okay. for the first single off of Pretenders 2 which is a great track called Message of Love and it's just nice to like look at this band in the light of what they were at the time which yeah. was literally the coolest fucking band on the planet <laughs> yeah, yeah this album is it's super is cool very indicative of how fucking cool they yeah. are yeah. like again name checking the or lead guitar line checking uh, the lead guitar line for uh, for Tattooed Love Boys mm-hmm. yeah. is absolutely correct yeah. because yeah. that's a cool thing too about what this album does um, that not a lot of other kind of 1980 new wavy stuff was doing was playing with a lot of weird and abrupt time signatures yeah. um, and it does it in a very accessible but kind of fuck you way totally, on this yeah. album Tattooed yeah. Love Boys is a beast yeah that yeah and I, oh, and I dig man. it on, on songs like that and then also, um, there, there's another sort of like, oh god, that rhythm is offensive. <laughs> um, what fucking song is it? Uh, but it's in. Damn it, I can't remember what it, I. It, maybe it's the phone call. I mm-hmm. don't know. There's some cool shit going on yeah, there. Yeah. But where, where, yeah, like the the uh, um, the time signature of it is like annoying, but in this like. In this really rebellious, awesome mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. I know no, I really dug going back to this. It's it's weird because I definitely I've never thought of of them so far. Only having heard this album as like an album band. Like I've come back to this album in the years, like for songs. But there was always other new wave bands of this style that I was like, well, that's the album I'm gonna listen to. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I am interested to continue through and maybe like piece together all these like like you were saying some of the albums are still kind of spotty but the tri- the highlights are amazing and yeah. I'm, I'm excited to 
dig to find those highlights. Yeah. yeah. But all, all these the first three records by the Pretenders are all like 75, yeah, okay, terrific. Cool. Yeah, there's misses on all of them. Yeah, all yeah. Of them have something Most bands do. Almost yeah. everyone. Yeah, but but I found that the, the, the misses on this were at least interesting enough. Yeah, for sure. And the misses like, on the other ones are too. They're always trying. It's yeah. not like a lazy song. Yeah. There's yeah. no lazy Pretender song. You know? like, it's like, nope, I didn't like what you went for for this. So. Yeah. yeah, when I say that uh, the phone call song should have been better thought out i feel like it was intentionally the way it is yeah, yeah. it's just there were so many cool things going on in there i would have liked to have seen those cool things go to a better song i couldn't agree more yeah um yeah 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 definitely cool listen to this yeah, yeah for sure terrific and an album that may that what may, makes you feel cool when you're listening to <laughs> it. yeah it really does yeah <laughs> um i i feel like this this era of of new wave and and of that kind of like new wave mix with punk rock is yeah. just the fucking coolest. Oh, era dude, of music. it's my favorite thing in it's the world. It's so good. Yeah, Ugh. and again, like I, it's really a, it, this kind of time period is what mm. I've had on uh, around the house a lot with yeah. the baby. It's just it's great bouncing the baby along yeah. music, you know. Particular uh, one of the best songs on this record. This again with the order of songs is wrong. Is the very last song, "Mystery Achievement." Yeah, I don't know what that's doing at track twelve. Yeah, when yeah. Space Invaders is up there. Up at four. there, like get <laughs> that oh, thing out Space of there. Space Invaders is so annoying because it's like, yeah, you came up with a cool little riff in yeah. a jam, yeah, and then you just jam that out, and we're like. Song. song, yeah. <laughs> Put it at the end, man. Like, yeah. oh, it kills the momentum of the first side so Definitely. bad. Definitely, I and think mystery achievement yeah. is a dynamite fucking yeah. tune. Like, oh, anyway, totally. I Great. agree because that's always been one of the things where I'd get like a couple songs into this album and be like, yep, yep, wait. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, side one's a bumpy road, but it's okay. It's all there. Well, what are you going to give us uh, for this week for having to sit through the bronze? <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, talking about the pretenders with me, and I, I implore everyone to give it a shot. Um, but as all music listening is often ups and downs, I'm going to go back into my <laughs> down. Why was I listening to adult contemporary Woo, when I was a child? I like it. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I'm hitting this hard. There's a bunch of records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yep. So <laughs> this week, I want to explore my uh, my. Uh, I was 11 years old. Loved this album. <laughs> loved this album. Like I listened to that Don Henley album, but this album I loved. Like, I wore the tape out a bit. Just, like, crazy. <laughs> and, like, uh, Don Henley, I was into because I already liked the Eagles. Yes. You know? Or I listened to Sting solo albums because I already liked the police. Yeah. This but one? This, it was just a solo no, journey? No, sir. I didn't <laughs> listen to any traffic when I was a little kid, but boy, did oh. I love Steve Winwood back in the highlight. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Go ahead. Okay. Sink into it. See what happens. All right. Let's see what, <laughs> yep. what you think now. This is an adult man listening to Steve Winwood back in the high life. <laughs> I hate Steve Winwood. Oh boy! What's the, what's on this? Uh, well, he, three big hits. Yeah, uh, back in the high life. Of yeah, course. Uh, higher love, which was a gigantic. Yes, that was a, that was the one uh, I know. The finer things, also yeah. a minor hit, and I think. How does the finer things go? Uh, the finer things keep shining through. How oh does, God, how does, that uh, song is terrible. Yeah. How does higher love go? I want to uh, hear it. Bring me a higher love. I love that song. Yeah. I actually don't I like, that song. like I love that. I, I love this like that song. <laughs> and I think the title track is wonderful. <laughs> uh, um, I see. I don't. I don't like that. Freedom overload, overspill, overload, overspill. I don't remember. <laughs> My freedom cups filled up. <laughs> I got to overspill. I think that was a hit too. Anyway, Can I get a this was a, I got to overspill. This was a big, big record. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was an idiot ten-year-old, and eventually I was like, "Oh, Steve Winwood was in a band too." <laughs> a band. <laughs> 
Well, wasn't was he, it was him that was supposed to be in Led Zeppelin? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was a you know, listen. He's a terrific singer. Uh, tra- but yeah, obviously he's best known for uh, Traffic. Um, he was in the uh, uh, Spencer Davis group. Yeah. Uh, sang the shit out of some stuff in that. He's a terrific uh, keyboard and organ player. But the 80s were a different time. So <laughs> let me know. Coke-fueled. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. This album was critically acclaimed when it came out. Yeah, totally. Enjoy. Uh, awesome. Um, okay, well, <laughs> let's get into rolling. Mm-hmm. This week, big, big release. Yeah, um, enormous. Yeah, huge. We are talking Batman. We are talking Superman. Mm. We're talking Lex Luthor. <laughs> We're talking Wonder Woman. Yeah. We're talking, uh, what's the name of that CGI bad guy? Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're talking Zach. I just like axes. They're cool. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> you seen Cobra with that axe gang? That's they good. Know what's pretty up. cool. They know what's up. So we gotta we gotta chime in on this. We're not gonna let this no, 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 go no, by. This we're is not a gonna wait. Huge release this yeah, year. Yeah, we're not gonna wait until the critics come out and tell us whether or not to see this. We're gonna be there. Yeah. Opening weekend, and we're gonna watch this. What I assume will be a piece of shit. <laughs> but I am interested to see where this goes. Of course. Um, uh, yeah. So we're going to see Batman v this Superman. Is, this is the first big, real, true step Huge. of DC trying to yeah. match Marvel's Avengers. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so what could we pair with that? What could we pair with oh, that? Oh, I guess uh, I guess my big fat uh, Greek wedding part two. Nah. No. No. <laughs> because oh, nobody wants to watch I that guess and Bat- nobody wants to hear about <laughs> it. I guess Batman and Robin, that's a bad Batman movie, right? That's thematic. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Forever. Also terrible. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even worse. Maybe worse. Maybe Batman worse. and Robin. Batman and Robin is sillier, but Batman Forever is god awful. <laughs> You'd be wrong if you <laughs> yes, thought that's sir. what we were going to do. Yeah. Oh, I guess they're going to reach into their Adam West uh, bag and pull out the Batman movie. No, because you know what? That movie is pretty awesome. good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> shark repellent. Yeah, <laughs> that great. movie fucking yeah. rules. Yeah. The shark was pulling my leg. <laughs> oh, boy. What are we, where, where are we going? I don't see the... Can't be irony in what I'm doing. <laughs> Great movie, watch it. Uh-huh. Uh, where are we going? Where are we digging into here, Greg? You found this. I, uh, I did. Well, I I think it's uh, any uh, uh, superhero fan is uh, or musical yeah. fan, uh, <laughs> musical yeah. fan would know that in uh, 1975 there was, of course, a Superman musical <laughs> called "It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman." Yeah. Do you think Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was the first of its kind? <laughs> it was an idiot. Hey, Spider-Man. <laughs> then you shut up. <laughs> nope. There's a fucking musical in the 70s about Superman, and they made a TV special that's an hour and a half long starring Leslie Ann Warren, not as Superman. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, Superman fighting mobsters and singing tunes yeah. in some pretty low-budget gear. Awesome. I yeah. watched 30 seconds of it when we were deciding on what to, to watch this week, and... I got to tell you, I don't care if I win or lose. I want to see both movies equally. <laughs> I might it's maybe watch one it as well of, if yeah, I lose. Maybe one of the yeah. first. Uh, win, uh, see you next Wednesday first where we want to, uh, yeah. or all of us want to lose. I'll to weigh in on maybe the most ridiculous <laughs> filmed version of Superman possible. Okay, Casey. What? You're rolling. <laughs> okay. I know what you want. Let's see. Here you go. That's a four. That's mm-hmm. a four. Yeah. All right, Whatever. I'm rolling for It's a Birds of Plane Superman versus Batman v Superman. 
That's a zero. Oh, shit. Holy. <laughs> holy shit. Greg, if you roll a zero, we're re-rolling. That's oh, a zero. It is a zero. Holy shit. shit. Casey, you're free, you're free to watch Batman v Superman. I'm free to choose whatever I want. <laughs> no, you're free to watch Batman v Superman. Can I watch them both at the same time? Greg and I are going to re-roll. I've rolled a seven. Jesus Christ. I can't lose four in a row. Okay. That is some bullshit. Here we go. Greg is rolling. He's got to beat a seven. That's an eight. <laughs> That's an eight. Oh, All boy. Right. Wow. The I'm watching, is broken. I'm Jesus. watching the musical. Yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> you two are going to go <laughs> so see. So am I. Yeah, I might. I might still. It's time permits. Okay. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I don't get to see Batman v Superman. No. I was kind of just like, I, I've been negative on this thing the whole time, and then the last like minute, I just kind of thought, yeah, maybe this will be fun. Yeah. But you guys will tell me. Yep. And sure then, will. You know what? I did see, because uh, it premiered in Mexico City. Yes. Early buzz. It's terrific. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, yeah, the, when the studio watches it and stands up and applauds afterwards, <laughs> it's not much of an indication. Uh, it's been... There's been a lot of screenings as well, and mm-hmm. and this is the thing I find weird. So on Letterboxd, when these kind of things come out, like a lot of thing, a lot of reviews flood onto Letterboxd, yeah. and half of them are critics saying embargoed, can't talk about this embargoed, yeah. and half of them are non-critics giving their very like, you know, usually either overwhelmingly positive or overwhelmingly negative rev- reviews. But either it is way, kinda... they're in Spanish. Yeah. And I don't understand. Well, no, but it, but it just gets me interested because I'm like, well, you've shown this to people. Why yeah. are you? Why are they like? Why are you embargoing critics if yeah. all of these people are already saying best movie ever or this is shit? Like yeah. whatever. Because yeah. I think both have a voice now. Yeah, it's a, the internet age. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Computers. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a monitor right here, and a and a modem, and we got a tower too. It's the age of the internet. You hear what I'm talking about? I'm talking about computers. <laughs> These things are everywhere. They're in our cars now. You're listening. Today. You're listening to one in your pocket right now. No. <laughs> That's what happens when we drink it while we record. <laughs> Apparently, it is. I'm very sleepy. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we've rolled. Now let's get into straight flush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a flushing noise. Yes, was sir. the first noise. You taking a shit? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a flush initially. <laughs> yeah, it was and a flush. then you flushed after that. <laughs> you flushed after. No. It's like, oh, I think if he you really <laughs> want to know, the gadoosh <laughs> was the pressing of the flush button, uh-huh. and then the swirling noise oh, later was it toilet. swirling. Not yeah. to my mind. <laughs> gadoosh. <Yeah. laughs> How rude. <laughs> uh, Speaking of, well we done. have been watching Fuller House uh, on Netflix. We This was episode, what, four? Yeah. Four, episode yeah. four. Of this piece of goddamn garbage <laughs> oh, that man. I don't know how to talk about anymore because I hate I, so much. Well, listen, here. So, a uh, th- couple of things. This Ooh. episode, no guest. No. And I was, like, waiting for Bob Saget to pop out of a box mm-hmm. and kill one of these people. Um, <laughs> Were you? That's <laughs> well hoping, rather. Yeah. You thought uh, maybe he was in the tomato juice? But, 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 <laughs> but, I think we had something that they were aiming towards a lesson this yes, time. Yes, I agree. They finally went there. Finally. Yes, finally. <laughs> what uh, this show is, is? What was the lesson exactly? Discipline your kid is the lesson. If you don't like the way somebody's raising their kid, tell it's them okay how. for you to tell them how to do it <laughs> like a fucking dick. 
Yes. There's a lot about this uh, about this episode, although this mm-hmm. episode marked, uh, uh, this is a very special episode uh, because this was the wait. first episode where there was a genuinely funny joke. Was there? There well, also there was no catchphrase this week. Which joke was it, Casey? Oh, I didn't notice that yeah. either. It was, okay, one of the things that happens in this, and again, this is a show where things just happen. Yeah. Um, no real plot or narrative. Uh, there's a, a point where, um, in a science class, all the kids have to make, uh, you yeah, know, uh, yeah. a baking soda yeah, volcano, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, wh- and the girl goes up to uh, to show her volcano. She's doing yeah. a presentation, and she goes, um, "This is the volcano that my mom, uh, I mean, I yeah, made." Yeah. And she's like, "It's uh, a replica of a volcano in Hawaii where I, uh, or or where my mom." I mean, I had my honeymoon. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That is a legitimately good joke. I disagree. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't think that that's, that's, that's a nice misdirect? Very, I, will, that's, I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a nice misdirect that leads to nothing that makes me laugh. I'll say it's better than the other jokes. Yeah. I think it's a solid, I think that is definitely a solid joke mm-hmm. that uh, that the girl, I to think, her credit, a 12-year-old yeah. girl on a shitty sitcom. Does, yeah, she, I'll give you that. I, I think it's a joke that once they've done the first misdirect, they've already revealed, you know, the, they've already revealed the kind of joke it was, so it's kind of expected that the next thing she says is going to be a misdirect. So it kind of, but fucks not it that up. it's going to be her honeymoon. No, but yeah. I, I assume like, oh, the next thing's going to be like an increasing level of, oh, it's something that a mom would do, not her. Right. So you kind of see it coming. Uh, look, I'm trying to find. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find something here. This and I, I legitimately a, thought. I I did legitimately think. Casey is, is the first is one good... showing signs of Stockholm syndrome <laughs> yeah. with this show. Uh, uh, <laughs> And, uh, and also the cinematography in this episode <laughs> it was really brilliant. good. <laughs> <Better> <laughs> than Malik. <laughs> it was very Terrence Malick esque. Uh, no, I, I just thought that that was a, a really solid piece of writing. I can see in that. context of the that show. landing in any other show or turning up rather in any other show, I could totally see and just be fine. I would have let it go. Yeah, and just I'm a high scrutiny level because the show is so horrible. But yeah. yes, that is the, by far. Uh, maybe the best joke that yeah. occurred. I think it's definitely the I'd best. See, I, don't, I think it's the first joke that's occurred. I don't, see yeah, that that, so. I, don't, I don't see that much of a difference between, like, uh, my mom or myself, Honeymoon, than, like, oh, you're chicken. I mean, pass me some chicken. Uh, like, I, <laughs> that's hack. Like, like, that's but I, see, you can't even repeat that joke, though. That's because it's so clumsily worded yeah. put together. Yeah, like that, this, that is not just, a good... This, this yeah. thing with the mom and the volcano the honeymoon, not a good joke, okay, but it, so there's it's a shaped, setup. But it's like a well, joke. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, it's a well-constructed right. joke okay. where it's not just like... In the second episode... It just, it, it, until the, you the mentioned night, it now, it never... It, it just it went by. Yeah, well, that's as, true. as well, perhaps it should, yeah. but uh, like amongst the shit, I was like, somebody thought about that joke and took the time to write it yeah. as opposed to just took a taking to vaudeville jokes <laughs> <laughs> they took a yeah well in a lot of ways i think that's about how so long what it how would you describe the gist of the plot of this episode in the 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 a plot is the is it the a plot that involves the uh the puppies no that's your b plot okay and the puppies because they throw that kid in that pen with that those puppies oh, for the Jesus. entire episode the, a whole chunk of the episode is about like uh what's her name 
uh, main character. Wait, the A plot DJ? is, is yeah. uh, DJ, and DJ? She, she's trying to get her the the B plot. She's trying to get her kid to stop to pick a to pick a, a dog so they can go to, to class or something. That's not the A plot. No. What is that? That's the, the B plot. The dog is the B plot. Yeah. 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 So I the A B. plot is be nice to this girl at school. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, so he pulls uh, a fire alarm. Why did he do that? So, so he's trying to escape? get his his new house, the 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 girl from the Fuller house that he has to go to school with. They don't want anything to do with each other. And he's like, "Oh, I'll help you uh, escape this class yeah. by like creating a diversion so you can jump out the window." Right. And oh. that involves the setting off of the fire alarm by using a chemical reaction in yeah. the chemist lab to create smoke, to create a fire alarm, and then everybody gets all wet, and she jumps out the window, and then she's like, oh, but that's where everyone lines up when there's a fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and then she no. was on The prices. Right. She loses on The prices. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all okay, that was so garbage. I guess that's a plot or something, and then they yeah. get caught, and they're both suspended. And and then they get home, and Kimmy's daughter is the one who wants to get out of class. Yeah. So uh, and then DJ's it's, son is the is the one who pulls fire alarm. Right. So DJ punishes him. You have to do all your chores and yeah, video right. games. Yeah. And then Kimmy says, "Hey, I'm gonna let you visit You're your friends, get a pedicure and, and we're gonna go give you a pedicure friends. because I'm a terrible mom." Right. And then DJ pulls Kimmy aside and says. This is how you should raise your kids. Do it this way. Yeah. And Kimmy goes, okay, Sounds I'll good. do it this way. Like goes, this? Yeah, because you're a good mom and I suck at everything. And Lemons? so she totally, oh my God. <laughs> I wrote down because she's like, you know, you've got to give your kid uh, limits. And she go, and Kimmy goes, you got to give your kid lemons. And DJ's like, no, I said limits. And she's like, oh, that makes more sense. I'm like, is she retarded? <laughs> Uh, Can she not follow a sentence? No, apparently not. Um, one thing I have noticed as well with this show is because all the laughter is canned. Yeah. They haven't timed anything right, though. Where There are these weird gaps, have you noticed, where the actors are yeah. waiting for the laughter to subside from yeah. the wonderful dialogue? <laughs> and there's these, the, but there's long... Where the, even the canned laughter can't fake it long enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, next time you watch an episode, look for it. There's these little gaps of it's a little bit too long before someone starts talking again, and it's really yeah. weird. Oh, this oh, show, and man. The, the B, the B plot involves uh, some veterinarian office right. shenanigans, right. Also, you know eventually also, leading to a yeah. tomato bath, right? Because a skunk gets thrown in the thing, and oh, like, no, and literally they just go, and now here's a skunk. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's yep. not germane to the plot. I just found skunking. out in this episode. I don't know if I missed something before. I didn't realize that DJ's new last name because of her dead husband is Fuller. Didn't we talk about that last time? Did we? I don't I thought we did. Did we? Uh, I, did anyway, we talk about... I was like, oh! oh. <laughs> Fuller. <laughs> yeah. And her first name is House. Yeah. <laughs> House Fuller. Yeah. Did we Fuller also talk about last... <laughs> did we talk about last week about uh, how that one kid who in this episode is with the dogs is the worst thing in the... So I, horrible. I, like, I, wanna, I felt like, so bad. I don't often how... want to punch kids in the face. I had that thought the entire time that kid was on. I was like, I, I have this visceral need to kick that kid's head <laughs> like, off. Like, kick him. 
I fucking hate that. <laughs> Down a spiral just, staircase. It's like they just put him in a pen with a bunch of puppies and go, be unbearably adorable. <laughs> so unbearably and adorable. he's literally yeah. mugging and going like, mm, look at me. I'm making little jokes about the puppies. <laughs> oh, Christ. He's, I fucking his, hate that and all, And he only operates on one shrill pitch. Yeah. yeah. So even Emma was like, I can't stand that kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's so sweet usually, but she wanted to strangle this kid. Ugh, like it's, yeah. he's That's just not. Does, yeah, man. he's not. He's just annoying. So yeah. here's my question too. Then who is this show for? Is this show for thirty-seven year olds, or is this for twelve-year-olds? I think well, it's for. It's, if, I don't know. Like I said, the last episode, there were people that were like just older than me. Uh, that are really into it. The people I think almost even that would be more to the generation of you guys, where yeah, they, yeah. like now, now they've maybe had kids right. and and they're looking for like the well, most inoffensive garbage. If you look television. at the show, it's basically uh, a Nickelodeon show, yeah, or mm-hmm. even you like know, a like Disney, if, yeah, yeah, a Disney Kids or whatever. If you put this up against the Sweet Life of Zach and yes. Cody or something, yeah. it's probably shares very similar DNA, yeah, and it's something that. Um, <laughs> Did you guys ever remember? Do you guys remember how? Oh, I, you don't watch. You don't watch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That was what was in my mind, and then you said it, and I was like, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I jumped on that. Guy. I know about this show, guys. In all seriousness, by season three, Zack and Cody really finds its footing. Yeah, it's a lot like Breaking Bad. It takes a while to get going. But... They got this joke uh... about a honeymoon. You won't believe. Um, but I know what you mean, and. Did you guys ever end up watching any of the Richie Rich Netflix original programming that no. I mentioned was <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever seen? No. Because this is this, no, the, this show and that show are rivals, I feel uh-huh. like, in for worst worst uh, television show. I'll be the judge of that. I'll yeah. see how bad Richie Rich is. You, I dare you to watch it. <laughs> I fucking double dare double you. Double you piece of you. shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna not watch that. Yeah. Please I'm watch like, it. Uh, Please put on the first episode. All right. I've but shown the first five minutes of episode. Only if you watch the first episode of From Dusk Till Dawn. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I watch them going both. On TV on cage match. I'm oh. into it. <laughs> <laughs> One final thing I want to talk about with this Fuller House Please episode. Wrap it up. Was uh, <laughs> this the, show it, sucks. It, it involves all along um, uh, Stephanie Tanner. Yeah. Uh, Trying to get a date, right? But she doesn't have any money. Nope. So uh, the guy, so she goes to work for um, the veterinarian office yes. that DJ right. owns, or something. Because it's a, yeah. a hilarious uh, miss, you know, case of mistaken identity where they think she she's is the mom. Where they think she's the mom, and she first of all, she's like, she meets this guy, and she's like, oh yeah, uh, he's my kid, and he's like, oh good, I find that sexy, and I'm like. <laughs> uh all right, and then he <laughs> finds her at the vet clinic and sees the other kid, the one who needs to be set on fire. Yeah, and he's like, Ooh, and, even sexier. Yeah, and she's he, he's like, "Is that your kid too?" And she's like, "I don't know. Do you think that's sexier?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's even sexier." And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> Why is it so sexy?" And don't date him. And then so he goes away, having made a date yeah, with this her. A, this guy's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. I find it sexy. You have two kids. I can yeah. murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
And then and then so he goes away and she's like, Yeah, I got a date with the random guy who thinks my kids are sexy. <laughs> and, then, um, and then literally like as if it's laughing, somebody opens the door and goes, Here's a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then the skunk, I guess, sprays all the puppies. Yeah. So then DJ comes back to the to the veterinarian office yeah. and finds them all in big vats of tomato juice. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's like naked. a reveal. Yeah. In so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so to set this up, you had to find a great deal of tomato juice because yes. there's these huge barrels Very of tomato big. juice. Yeah. Like you would dissolve a human uh, in these barrels. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now who's the psychopath? <laughs> like you could you could take a like, body. And you, would, you could really murder some sexy kids <laughs> in, this? in these barrels. Is what I'm saying. Uh. Um, and and so they're all naked, including <laughs> Stephanie Tanner, with a bunch of kids in these things. And I'm like. Uh, I'm not going to get into what was wrong yeah, about that. Yeah. I think you can extrapolate. But, man, this show yeah. is great. My, yeah. my takeaway here is I needed to make another one of those, like, see you next Wednesday quotes for Facebook that just says, you could really murder some sexy kids in these barrels. <laughs> 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 for the Facebook page. Casey Lyons, episode 209. That's my, put that on my tombstone. That's my legacy. <laughs> I'm just going to put pepperoni and cheese on my tombstone. <laughs> Oh, pizza. It's a pizza. Brand. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag brand. Uh, this show, I, oh, Jesus, it's yep. terrible. <clears throat> it's terrible. It's really horrible. It is awful. Um, just just the worst, and I don't want to watch any more of it, but yeah. we will. Yeah. Here we go. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll we watch... haven't seen Bob Saget turn no, up again yeah. yet. So next week we will so, review... You know. Gotta yep. stick around for that. Yet another <laughs> yeah. episode of Fuller House. Gadoosh. <laughs> hey, now. You're an all-star. How rude. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, as we mentioned off the top, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's been a while since we've got one of those. Go to modernsuperior.com and listen to all of our shows. There are more My SoCast Life episodes of yep. Flight School and more going on at that page. Please email us at info at modernspirit.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, as I mentioned. And tell all your friends about us in real life. Uh, and you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C. Or twitter.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C. Uh, so hit us up there. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of Fuller House and more. And until next week... Uh, I don't remember. What was the joke about Whoopi Goldberg that we did? I don't even remember. Did we do a Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> we got a Whoopi oh. bit? Yeah. Oh, I, welcome to Whippy. Whippy. <laughs> welcome to Whippy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Whippy. Good night, folks. Uh, well, we can revert back to fuck Gene. There's a ghost at the end of Safe Haven. And uh, it's been a while since we've all been to Johnny Depopolis, but we look forward to our next uh, journey there. Uh, Good night. Goodbye, Internet. Now leaving Johnny Depopolis. Welcome to Whippy. (laughs) This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.